Hey, this is Felix Liu of Felix Comic Art. I'm a huge fan of 11 O'Clock Comics, and you're listening to the 11 O'Clock Comics podcast. My man. <laughs> like the sound of that one. It wasn't too loud. It wasn't too soft. It was just right. It was like the way I like my porridge. So it was the music tonight, Striper? No. Striper? My God, please. No. Say what? I would never, ever play Striper. Yellow yellow and the black. It's like, it's like B-movie. Dude, <laughs> Striper is a classic Vince band to start the show with. No, no, sorry, buddy. It's not. <laughs> as much as you think it's true, it's not. We're going in tonight with the Minutemen. Okay. And we're, we're leaving with Anthrax because they're two songs oh, nice. that are very, very appropriate to the bullshit we got going on right now. But we don't want to go there because we want to keep it uplifting. And no, you know, I was just thinking about that. I'm thinking about, you know what? Especially because Daph and I can't help ourselves. I'm going to try my damnedest to just let's make this show an escape for not our, not just ourselves, but everybody else. I love it. I, I'm with you. I like that approach. But then you run the risk of, see, the art is definitely going to mirror the times. So there what did were, I say in my article, my predictions article? I know, but the, the books that are coming out are going to be increasingly more political, and we're going to have to talk about them some point or another. Well, so. I think you're right, and obviously I made that same claim, but then I was thinking about it too, that I think the other nice thing, though, is I do think, I I do believe, um, based on the first week, that we are going to see a tremendous, massive increase in embracing fiction of all kinds. Yep. Escapist entertainment is going to be ever more valuable to people. You so mean I like Pulp cool. Fiction, like The Shadow and, and Doc No, Savage? I mean Pulp Fiction is actually entertaining. Oh, uh, dude. No, don't, don't shit in my ass. But, Vince, you didn't even, you know, it's so funny. Vince always says to me, oh, man, I try and talk on Slack and you always ignore me. I have made a point of every time you post on Slack, like querying you or engaging you, and yet you never respond to me. I, I told you, I was like, dude, I watched the Tarzan movie. It was pretty dope. Is that like the stuff in the pulps? Is it like that too? Crickets. No, no crickets. I replied yeah, to you. Maybe you not. not. I did, but it may, it may not have been in sequential order. Like it no, could have been like sad. a couple couple scrolls down, but I did reply to you because I told you, I said, and I was the one who said, hey, Margot Robbie plays Jane. And you're like watching it like, dude, mm-hmm. Margot Robbie plays Jane. Why didn't anybody I tell know, me that? I said, well, should I dig into the pulps of the comics and do any of the pulps of the comics deal with him returning after yes. he's back in the... Yes, they do. That's cool. The one I just talked about, the beckoning, that's pretty much central to the story. He's oh, in nice. civilization and goes back to the jungle. Man, I got to tell you something. Uh, yeah. Not not you know, not for nothing, but uh, Homeboy's in ridiculously good shape. Oh, for real. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like... God. Yes, he is. It's just... <laughs> If, if like it, the one day of my life when I was in peak physical condition, when I was probably like 22, 23, going to the gym every day and eating really well and just having metabolism on my side, I didn't look 10% like he looks. It's ridiculous. Right. And that dude's not young. He's like in his mid-30s at least. And he got to suck face with Margot Robbie. I'm sure he did more than that. Nah, come on. That's dirty. Big Willie Smith put it in her. 
He did. For real? At least at least allegedly. Wow. That's a perk, yeah. right? She is absolutely gorgeous. I've seen Oh, she is the uh, the Wolf of Wall Street. Oh my god, you want to die. When she walks out of those doors, you want you want to die. It's like stop making women because you've perfected it. It hurts my heart. It does. But you know what doesn't hurt my heart? The fact that we are here yet again this week, 11 o'clock comics, episode 457. Dear Lord. And I'm Vince B. Yes. Yes, you are. And I am David A. Price. Indeed you are. And I'm Shinseki Nakamura. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're not. You're Jason Wood. No, Shinseki Nakamura. No, you're not. You're going to see me on NXT TakeOver this Saturday, baby, taking down Bobby Roode like a bitch. <sighs> I didn't want to open the door. I was leaning against it with my shoulder, trying not to, but you forced it open. What? Dude, you should love wrestling. It's like totally up your alley. I do love wrestling, but I don't love the, the stupidity that we have to, to endure with the McMahons. But we don't with NXT. I know. It's all my man Paul Levesque. Yeah, well, you show me, send me a link or something. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Nice. I like Luchador. Oh, brutal. <laughs> See, brutal dude. <laughs> no, it's not. You hate fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, we're gonna talk about all the comics tonight. It's gonna be great. We have read a lot of comics for this week. A lot. Well, no, we co-read a lot of comics. Yeah, Which is good. It's always fun when we you tag team. And I read a page. And do you yep. know who out there is ready to tag team with everybody in the free world? <laughs> the Merklers? That's, That's right. Hard. Discount comic book service. <laughs> DCBService.com will tag team Happy with you. Day. Yes, to get your favorite funny books and collectibles delivered right to your door. You tell them what they want and they say, show enough, and they give it to you. Well, you have to pay for it. But it's at greatly reduced prices. Such as, uh, this is the very last time you're going to hear this. Um, at least the specials. We will be talking about this book, this number one book, for many, many, many months to come. It is from Image, Daniel Warren Johnson. Extreme, My man. Yes. Extremity number one. Uh, he's tag teaming with colorist Mike Spicer on this brand new Skybound ongoing series. Uh, cover price is three ninety nine. That's about the standard, unfortunately. Your price, $1.99. From the Dark Horse, Neil Gaiman, up and comer, uh, American, American yeah, he's he's quite good. American Gods: colon, uh, Shadows, number one. Neil Gaiman, P. Craig Russell, Scott Hampton. It's an all. They should call this All Star American Gods because that's what it is. Three ninety nine cover price. Your price one dollar ninety nine cents. That's fifty percent off. Boys pants and. From the Valiant, it's XO Man of War number one. Matt Kint is at the helm this time around with Thomas Giarello and Louis LaRosa and all these great guys. It's got uh, absolutely stunning art. I've seen some preview pages from the first issue. Have you mm-hmm. as well? They're amazing. And you should, you should buy this. Not only because it's great comics, but it's got a three ninety nine cover price. Because you're smart, however, you can get it. For ninety nine cents at DCBService.com. That's seventy five percent off. Good lord, people, get there. DCBService.com. Do not mind late orders or order additions, and you get your books all packaged up, nice and secure. Sometimes foam, sometimes those dastardly uh, styrofoam popcorn 
garbage that I hate so much. Uh, and you don't have to lift a finger other than to type on your keyboard. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Do it. Well said, sir. Yeah, it's all right. What? Let's <laughs> let's do the libations because I got something super special this week. Oh, all right. Well, Why don't you start us off then. then? Break it off. All right. My amazing brother-in-law came through again and got me a couple cans of from the Alchemist. That's the Waterbury, Vermont uh, Brewing Company. He got me a couple cans of Focal Banger. Oh, I love the good Focal Banger. Did you ever have a Focal Banger? No. Which he <laughs> said is better than the one I talked about last time. The, um, God damn it, I can't remember the name. I have the oh. can right there. The art on the cans are so great, and I saved them because of that. But I, aha, I don't know what the other one was. But you're going to hear me open this right here. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm gonna drink it live. Not really. By the time they hear, I'm gonna put your phone down. Oh my God, that's good. Hoppy should be a bunny. So hoppy. And nice. I lo- I love the alchemists because they on the cans they have drink from the can, drink from the can, drink from the can around mm-hmm. the the rim of the can. So it's no hoity toity brewing company. They want you to suck it down right from the receptacle. Mm. Drink from the tap, okay. bitches. You love sucking it right from the receptacle. <laughs> low fruit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Made you laugh, didn't I? That one hit you in the forehead. It was so low. <laughs> you love low brow humor. I do. Uh, what about you, Jason? I'm, I'm trying a new bottle of the grape uh, tonight. Mm. Uh, it is a Mare di Vetro. Uh, Anglia Nico. It's, a, it's, a, it's an Italian table wine. I must say, I do not know what Anglia Nico is other than that, but uh, it's nice. It's got a bite to it. It's like spicy. Which I like. I like You'd like it, Dad. You'd like it. I like, I like a little bit of the pepper inside the wine. Yeah, you'd like it for sure. What's with this pepper? In in wine? Pepper. What, what, many wines have the pepper. Yeah, really? I, cayenne kick. Oh, mm-hmm. no kidding. Now, see, I would be down for that. Yeah. You got to hang with us. I much prefer the... Like I've the, Drier or the pepperier vinos than to the fruitier. Yeah, yeah. You get it gets a little bit like a little black currant or some cherry. Yeah, I'm with but yeah. Mm-hmm. the, like the real real sweet like, ones. Nah, son, that's sangria, right? Yeah, well, I'm not trying to be about that. <laughs> I don't even know Kool Aid. Are we at the Mayo player? Are we at Beefsteak Charlie's with the sangria? Sangria, <laughs> <Yeah>. sangria. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Oh, load. Can I have more orange in my wine, please? <laughs> right. <laughs> I worked like, with a guy really? who worked at who at one time worked at Beefsteak Charlie's, and his job was to make mm-hmm. the sangria. The sangria, Jesus <laughs> that's a resume breaker right there. <laughs> that's <is crazy. laughs> All right, Dap. Uh, a um, Informed. a fairly. It, it's becoming an oldie but goodie. I've had it a few times now. I've had the vineyard many times. Motto: uh, This is. Not their blend, not their gung ho red blend. This is actually their Cabernet Sauvignon mm-hmm. uh, that they have labeled Backbone, and I still enjoy it. I cracked open the bottle just for tonight, just to hang with you guys. So, oh yeah, sunk it, sunk it, man. But we do, we do have. Um, I know we're going to talk about the comics. I just, I have to, um, 
two things real quick, quick order of business. Um, he knows why, but huge thanks to Mr. Dave Jordan. If you guys check Facebook Messenger, you'll know what I mean. I already got it. Good. And, um, and huge thanks to Mr. Nick Brokenshire for sharing with us the first issue of the Once and Future Queen. And if you want to know more about that, you should head on over to 11oClockComics.com and read a quick little interview that uh, that we have with Nick. I threw some questions his way, and he lobbed some answers back, and it was uh, quite fun. It was glorious. Yeah, it was a nice job. You did a great job. You did. Um, excellent illustrator. I, I love what he does. The, that said, the guns on that dude. Right? Seriously. He cannons, right? No, his arms are like gigantic. He's like Popeye. Guns in yeah. How do you get Battle like Dunkirk that? Dunkirk and shit. And he's a guitarist, so it makes him okay in my book. Yeah, that's true. For Rizzle. Yep. All right. And we'll see. I, uh, we may be, we may, uh, Dap's article may get some, some push from the Dark Horse. Oh, it should. Is yeah, but any? the new PR peeps are all about the symmetry, about, or, uh, yeah. not symmetry, um, uh, simpatico. Good. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I'm liking Agreed. it. I'm liking it. Um, unfortunately, I would like to tag team in, uh, in this first little salvo to get the, the somewhat bad business out of the way. Okay. Get the I, stank I, off the, out of the um, way? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really down with that. I mean, we, as, as everybody's alluded to tonight, we, we did read a, obviously you guys read a lot more than I did. You've been able to this past week, but, um, by the way, how are you feeling with the 2020 dog? I am, I, it's, it's a beautiful thing. The, uh, couple of days, uh, Dap got the, got the LASIK. I did. I did. It was, um, and the weekend was great. Just took it nice and easy. Just kind of watch TV, really didn't focus. I went outside to the backyard and looked at the top of some trees that are just beyond our property. And I've even with, lived through all this time with my specs, never saw the detail in the trees that I, I, I saw this week. And so that right there is just, if you get the opportunity to do it, do it. But uh, with the exception of one or two days this week, a little on the long side, um, as you tend to do when you're tired, lose focus a little bit but other than that it's not like that that has absolutely nothing to do with the the procedure or anything mm-hmm. wrong with it. it's just that's what happens but I, I i'm real proud of myself for not rubbing my eyes at all since thursday morning before the procedure and and uh i thought that would have been the hardest thing to do but the hardest thing is actually pulling the tape off my face from the shields that i have to wear for the first mm-hmm. week because the first thing you do in the morning they, they a lot of people like to rub their eyes so this prevents that plus if you um some uh well if, if you've been with us on conventions you know how you know we end up face down in a pillow so sometimes when you put your face in a pillow you can uh kind of Push your eyes a bit there that way. So it's, it's, um, but it's been an absolute, it absolutely fine. And, and, and work has been no problem. Um, but I am, uh, and, and even though once I started to, uh, get comfortable taking the tablet out and, and, and reading comics again, that's another plus for the digital with being able to zoom in and make sure you can, um, if, if you don't want to, Focus on the the tiny lettering. You can uh, 
that's a benefit there as well. But mm-hmm. the eyes are absolutely wonderful. Thank you for asking. Awesome. My dude. So we, um, we do have good things to talk about tonight. And, uh, one thing we were kind of, I, I think maybe Vince more than mm-hmm. Jason and, and, uh, and me, but we were really looking forward to first issue of a 12 issue maxi series from DC Comics Committee Challenge. Yep. I was very stoked for it. And I still am stoked. I'm very excited for this series because it's a, like in the, in the mold of the original DC challenge, the creative teams will cycle. So what you see in issue one, you will not see for the remainder of the 12 issues. You will see the kind of stuff that you saw on the preamble, the, the prologue chapter. Because I think Giffen is going to bookmark it or bookend it. The last chapter is going to be Giffen. That's what I've heard. But anyway, um, no, I'm still excited, but I have to admit, like, I'll be totally honest. I I can't really approach a series featuring Commandy objectively. I can't. That's right. I mean, I'd say it's you could say the same of what Howard the Duck man thing. Certain things are going to be tough. Right. There, there are a couple. uh, There, there are many sacred cows. Among mm-hmm. among my favorites, and Commandy is definitely one of them. My f- all time favorite comic is a Commandy comic. So, and my my all time favorite creator is Jack Kirby. So to even approach the the genius that he displayed in that mm-hmm. series, it's tough, right? <laughs> but you got to give a little bit of leeway. Jack's gone. This is not Jack. Yeah. So you yeah. take what you can get. That said, and being a person who bows very deeply at the altar of Keith Giffen. I have to be honest. I thought he phoned it in. I thought his chapter was horrific. You- I, I was not impressed with it at all. I um, even the uh, even his cover didn't. No, his, his variant cover. I mean, I, I thought the really, really. the logo was great. The, the the yeah. I mean, just just the the trade dress because it was reminiscent of, of the old issues, but um, right from the cover and throughout, uh, it's just, it, it was, and I'm a big Scott Copelich fan and I don't know if there was really much here to, um, that even Scott could, could salvage. It's just, it, it was not, I mean, when I think of, of, of Giffen aping, Jack, I you know, I think Omac from four or five years ago was was a good example of that. I, right, I, that, that really worked. Um, and when you think I, of the fact that Giffen has siphoned off Kirby his entire career, I, mean, I don't mean mm-hmm. steal, but he he took that energy and he transformed it a little bit. You can still see a lot of Kirby in Giffen's pencils, but the man is forever in Kirby's debt. You got to be honest. He mm-hmm. is, and this is not a fitting homage. The the one panel that really does Jack service is where the balloon is breaking through the sky dome. That that's it. That's the one panel that just it works. The rest of it is like it's it's undercooked. That yeah, it really is right. It's it's like almost breakdowny. It's just it's it's not. 
the lines are there, but it's just I oh yeah, it's it's undercooked. I, it's, yeah, that's that. What are what are some of the keywords you think of when you when you look at a Kirby page? What what pops into your mind? Energy, power, dynam dynamism, um, strength. Uh, Larger than life. That's not a word. It's a couple words, but that's it's. I'm just throwing shit out there, right? And this is mm-hmm. just it's it's mundane. Yeah, he's waking up, and I like. You know the, what? You just hit, yeah, you just said, it, and I don't want to steal because this is your your passion. I just but but you just took the word. I, I in my notes here, I had I had uh, ordinary, mm-hmm. like in which which I I feel like commandy challenge should be anything but ordinary. It should be spectacular. It should yeah, be, anything by Giffen should be spectacular. Shit, and he is. It should be each chapter should be its own wonderful explosive artistic journey, and this was not that. No. Mm-mm. Um, I like the fact that we got to see Mike Royer and Jack as, yes. as, as automatons in this, this fake community. That was fun. Jack, Jack's putting oranges out and he's mm-hmm. chomping out a stogie. Like, I love that. But, right. it's, uh, when the, the, the beings are swinging out from the, the rats are swinging out from the balloon, that's a neat panel too. But mm-hmm. all in all, like, he, that, that, Commandy in tatters, walking on the rock. That is uh, three yeah. three quarters of a page completely wasted. Mm-hmm. And Jack didn't waste pages. He didn't okay. waste any space at all. The um, I'm I'm dumping on Giffen, but I have to. The the page where Commandy's in a, in a whirl and he's seeing all the villains to come. Sackers there and yep. Doctor Canis. That type. It. I want to kill myself. Oh, that no, that 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 killed that that killed that panel. Yeah, yeah. I just it's no. just bad. Now, I have a question because I, I have read some Commandy. I have the Commandy archives and that stuff, but uh, admittedly, uh, embarrassingly, I haven't read all of it. Um, it did, have we, like, did a lot of the stuff that we saw in this first issue, is this canon? Not the Giffen stuff. No, not okay. the not the D.L. Okay. Giffen stuff isn't. No. That's what I thought. I just wanted to double check. Okay. No. Well, the villains are, and Tiny mm-hmm. is, right? But But the whole fake city... With yeah. the the grandmother, uh, like Commandy, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, okay. Commandy came out of the bunker with his grandfather. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. okay. Um, this it's cool, and it's and that's the see. I don't have any problem with the automatons because that's weird and bizarre and off kilter, and that's Kirby. Mm-hmm. That he would come up with something sure. like that, so that's fine. But um, I got a real problem with the Eagle Sham chapter too. Oh, do tell. I think the art is absolutely gorgeous. Yep. It, it's stunning. Yeah, agree, it's agree. it just makes my eyes happy. But mm-hmm. the designs are too overwrought. The the design, especially for like Tufton, he's way too old, and he's and he's got much. It's like Michael Bay doing Commandy. There's too <laughs> much. There's too much kibble. There's stuff sticking out. All gonna, another book where I think we're going to talk about. It. I got a similar line of criticism for it. Well, Tiny, it, but. Tiny was not a disfigured mutant like that. Like he didn't have multiple uh, pupils and like the teeth, and he's got like festering sores all over him. It's just he was just a gigantic gorilla. Where yeah. I, I mean, you know how he got that way. But see, there, this is the part where I start questioning my my logic in in assessing this art. Where I'm bound by the past. Like this is not Tiny. No, it's not because it's right. not Jack. But it just doesn't ring true to me. Like the 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 costumes are fine; they're great, and just there's something off about the design of this. It's just mm-hmm. it uh, it doesn't work. Like Caesar looks like a monster. 
And that, see, that's the thing I was talking to Kazeki on the, the Facebook today. Tufton is a teenager. This, <laughs> this, this character does not look like a teenager to me. He looks yeah, like a grown-ass man. And that's what bonded Commandy to, to Tufton. They became friends because they were around the same age. And, and mm-hmm. Tufton was under his father's thumb all the time. Typical teenage angst bullshit, mm-hmm. right? So, so they became buddies. And like, I, I, maybe it'll happen in later chapters. But I just don't, I just, this is just playing around to me. Right, right. The bomb is cool. That's straight out of Beneath the Planet of the Apes, which is perfect for Commandy, mm-hmm. right? Because Planet of the Apes was uh, an instigating factor in the series. Sure. Yeah, I don't dislike it. It's just like I just feel like I maybe expected a little bit too much out of this. Mm. I don't think you had unreasonable expectations because, you know, the interesting thing here is, like you said, I mean, Giffen and, and DiDio, I mean, the, the, they are as... Un, I mean, they're as unquestionable uh, like disciples of Kirby as you get. I mean, they both love the man and right. worship his work. So it's, I mean, this should be one of the things where the opportunity and the passion all align, right? Mm-hmm. Now you would. Did they not question getting the? Well, I'm I'm speaking in old tongue. I was going to say the boards. However, right. they did the art. Like looking at the assembled pages that that they created in tandem. Did they ever yeah. once question, like, you know, maybe this isn't good enough for for Jack? I don't know, man. We, we maybe we'll never know. I, well, and you know, Giffen, he would never ever. He'd be like, oh, but and I, I'm I'm just staring at Eagle Sham's artwork now, and it's phenomenal. Like the 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 K with the vines intertwined and just those beautiful leaves. Like it's really nice to look at. So I I can't really fault the art. It's fantastic. It's just it mm-hmm. just doesn't work for Commandy for me. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm with you, man. And I say this... But like you said, the nice thing, frankly, ironically, the best thing that this has going for it now is that we know that the next issue is different creators, so uh, yeah, unfortunately, come back and try it again. Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't think the next issue is going to be uh, an uptick. Who is it by? I didn't, I didn't I remember. Neil Adams. Oh, yeah, Pete Tomasi oh, and Neil uh, Adams. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's... So, so maybe they're just getting the... <laughs> the, 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 the weaker ones out of the way early, in. but it's I you know it's what's um if if you haven't received the issue yet and and uh, or you're not sure we've talked about the whole idea behind the concept, but um it's it's I I don't think Dan is I don't think you should write. Period. But he <laughs> he he wrote the first half, and and yes, we just talked about the illegal sham. But Dan Abnett wrote the second chapter in this first issue, continuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan and Dale continued Dan and uh, and Keith's chapter, uh, and what happens is there's there's going to be a letters page, but not really. It's weird because it's like it, it's not. For some reason, I, I picture Dan being all excited, like, look, we're, we're giving you a letters page back. But I don't know really if it's going to be for the fans, for the readers, because the idea behind the letters page that Dio says in this first issue is mm-hmm. to give the outgoing writer his or her take on how they would have solved the cliffhanger, how they would have mm-hmm. gotten our heroes out of the jam. And reading... 
the first issue letters page on how Dan would have <laughs> gotten. It just, I, I'm like, I'm glad I got to read what Dan and Dale did because somebody got Dan, Dan a thesaurus, and and mine was just boring AF. That that wouldn't. I, why would you need a second issue at that point? Then is that how they become friends and, and lock arms and, and skip off happily ever after? I don't. I, that make so. Um, I think it's neat that because I, I do. I, I appreciate that if 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 you're going to write something that someone else then has to clean up, then you can still say this is how I would have. And and you're not. I, I don't think you're you're influencing the next writer. Obviously, they're they're writing their chapter, and you're just mm-hmm. going around and you're behind them and saying, "Well, this is what I would have done." And and it, it's not showing anybody up, but it sure. it just it. It just, I don't, it's, Dan really shouldn't call that a letters page. It's just one of those things because, I mean, they, they had that <laughs> damn DC Nation and the whole, uh, they had everything for, for, you know, in-house ads and, and propaganda and interviews with creators instead of doing a letters page. And then I, I know, you know, Marvel does the recap page. DC doesn't do that. They're like, oh, we're going to give you another page of art, but you're not really because you have that ad in the back. And now instead of that, you're getting, a letters page that isn't really a letters page, but it's just... Yeah. And you know what they did for that letters page? They recycled the graphics that they used on the the archives. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. They should have came up with something snappy, like like Bunker Busters or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, just to... Like a fun thing. It's just like... It just says Commandy on it. But... And then you can say that this was like, you know... Two years in the making or something like that? And, it's yeah. like, and this is what, this is where we got it? Uh, yeah, but no, exactly. I don't, in, in all fairness, I can recommend this issue. If, if you love gorgeous art, the Eagle Sham's contribution, you're not, mm-hmm. I, I, I would, it would be really hard to find better art on the stands this month, I would say. The, he's, he's just incredible. The, the, the mm-hmm. pages are gorgeous. Um, and the spirit, of the original series is in here. You're just going to have to, if you haven't read the original Commandy, read this, go mm-hmm. through the 12 issues, then go back and revisit Jax and see. It, it'd be a nice experiment. See how what they managed to to get a hold of, what they let go. And it's 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 neat. It, but I don't want to say don't buy this because I think it's very much worth the, the price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, look, I, I would think I think we said. I think this is sort of a disappointing start, but but I still think it's going to feel weird to not read this and then read the subsequent issues. And I like I didn't like I didn't dislike this. Like I I just was disappointed because I thought it was going to yes. be like an absolute home run. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. I think I think don't, we don't want to convey like don't read it. Right. Like it's fun. Oh no, definitely not. No, and and just, this is still. This is one of those things where we're all on the same page, but um, hell, as Dio Klaskers pointed out to mm-hmm. us last week, you know, other people are going to read this and, and think it's the mm-hmm. best thing since Jack ever created the character. So we'll, I'll, it, your mileage may vary kind of thing, but right. I, I think, yeah, we all, and may, maybe that's on us somewhat. I mean, well, in, in Vince's yeah, case, right, because right. of love for the character yeah. and, and the creator. But I mean, you know, that's it's it's still one of those things where we kind of thought 
it was a can't miss thing. And, and it, it may, I mean, when all 12 issues are done, it could very well be a thing of, you know, too many cooks, but I mean, sure. I'm, I'm still optimistic. I, I'm still looking forward to seeing what, what kind of situations they put the characters in and, and how things get resolved. Yep. And I, I enjoy the behind the scenes. I, I mean, I do like the whole idea behind the letters page where, you know, they're going to let you know how they would have solved it. I, I, I like that, mm-hmm. you know, DVD extra type stuff, but, um, yeah, I, I think echoing what you guys have already said that it, I, I wanted more than, than I got. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction and I'm, I'm, I'm not usually correct, but I think this one is a no brainer. Okay. The, the, the issue that's going to completely knock it out of the park is, and not just because he's our buddy, is Tom King and, uh, um, Kevin Eastman. So Tom, bananas. Yeah, Tom, yeah, Tom admitted, honest, no, Tom admitted right. that he wasn't up on the commandy, which is cool, but right. he's a fantastic writer. Kevin Eastman, however, eats and sleeps it. So okay. he, he's going to take whatever Tom gives him and he's going to, he's going to Kirby fi it. Cause Eastman is another one of those apples that did not he's, far fall no, from right. that tree. I guess I'm a little concerned, much like I am with Neil Adams, is that like, I, I don't know. Is Eastman still like a dedicated draftsman? I feel yeah. like. Yeah. He's, I don't know. I feel like the stuff I've seen of him last few years has been a little wank. But let's be uh, c- Come on. Eastman was always wank. I mean, he's, he's stylistically, he has his chops, but he does not have the range of a Dale Eagle sham. He's, right. you know, he's, he's very, he's an indie artist that somehow made multi, multi-million dollars by, um, devising a, a, a concept that people just loved, and it, yeah. not to f- fault him, but he's not an elegant mm-hmm. draftsman. Yeah, okay. but well, neither neither was Jack. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Fair point. Fair yeah, point. I, th- I think those guys are going to slam it. And we promise our listeners, we do have a lot of positivity to bring. We do. Yes. Yeah. So let's move can on. Maybe, let's just. No, well, I was going to say, can we maybe get the rest out of the way and jump into? Uh, oh, there's more. Oh. Yeah. If you want, you 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 take the reins because. Well, I'm gonna keep this real simple. Um, well, it's also I think it's fitting because that's another Kirby. I mean, this is Monsters Unleashed is supposed to be an homage to Kirby as well, right? Which is that in a sense, um, yeah, it is. It's a four issue miniseries, but it's a mini event in that each a lot of the Marvel comics this particular month are going to have a Monsters Unleashed issue, but it is a four issue mini. The first issue is written by Cullen Bunn, who we're fans of. With art by Steve McNiven, again, who I would say probably in most people's eyes is a a major, major artist, right? Like, I mean, I don't know if they, I don't know if you say top ten, whatever, but but for most people, that is a major like headline artist, right? Like that is a that is someone that people theoretically will flock to to buy a book, right? Right. It's someone that Marvel often puts on big books. Um, and and again, I I, I am a fan of of Steve McNiven generally. Um. Probably more so than either of you, in particular Dap. I think Dap's not a huge McNiven fan, but um, but I will say that I, as I read this first issue, I thought this was just absolutely a case of of of, of an artist being just horribly suited to the subject yep, matter, way out of his element. Yep. Um, and for those that, just to be clear, it's a fairly simple pro- premise here. It's as it sounds: something or someone has caused massive kaiju esque. Marvel monsters, uh, many of which were supposed to be homages to Kirby's classic creatures, um, to run wild on the Earth. And uh, the Avengers get involved. Pretty much everyone gets involved. Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, that sort of thing. Um, 
which should be just a ton of fun, right? It should be just a blast and a, a visual spectacle. Um, and, and, you know, McNiven is a perfectly talented and, um, some would say elite draftsman, but he is too steeped in the real for this. Too yeah. steep in the real. There, there's just no dynamism. There's mm-hmm. no sense of wonder. There's no sense of grandiosity, if you will, to this. The monsters are, they're boring. They're, they're they're boring, yeah, yeah, and they shouldn't be because they're giant, like city-sized, tentacled, multi-eyed, multi. I mean, he makes the attempt, right? Like he's, he, I, I feel like he really tried to come up with a bunch of crazy monsters, but his style just makes it feel so flat on the page. Mm-hmm. And this book should be anything but that. This book should be a big, dumb crazy summer blockbuster romp of a book. Yeah. And I, Colin is certainly well suited as a writer to pull that off. Yep. Yeah, yep. But yeah. it's just a case of Marvel just made a bad pick. They said let's get a big name and they got McNiven and look, I mean McNiven on Civil War, perfectly suited. McNiven on a giant monster book, just not the right fit. Um and the book suffered for it. Um you know I, I, I didn't necessarily enjoy the book um but I do think because the art was so uninspired relative to the subject matter, I, I do think Cullen has the bones of a fun story here. I love Elsa Bloodstone. Yeah. I love the idea of something causing all of these monsters to come out. Uh, you know, it's we're not introduced to him directly in this first issue, but we know that this kid is going to be Kid Kaiju, mm-hmm. who is going to. I know that bothers you. I think, but I think that could be cool. I think that could be cool in a world where there's a big, big villains like Big Wheel exist. Kid Kaiju can be cool. Um, now, Marvel's already announced an ongoing series right. for Monster Unleashed um, with a different artist, and we'll see on that um, because if the right artist is on this book, it could be great. You know, you put you put you know, but Bacello on this, yes, yeah, right, right. I mean, uh, this book's a home run. Same same script. I think the same script. It's a home run. You know, um, put Aaron Conley on this book or. Yeah, you know, oh my God! Of, yes, right? yes. Stoko? Stoko that, see, that was my initial choice. I would put Stoko yeah. on this book. Yeah, you know, uh, help put, put Wachter on this book. I forget. Like, there's plenty, <laughs> like plenty of people uh, that are uh, put Schoonover on this book. You know, Schoonover was doing that. Um, oh, the, 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 the yeah, the he Howling was, Commandos. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I just think like the, there were a lot of, of 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 talented, active cartoonists that you put on this book, and many of which have very different styles from one another. But this book would have sung under under their watch, right? So. It's just I think um, McNiven made a lot of bad choices. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the the if if you are going to introduce a giant monster and there is as much detail in the foreground and background as there is in the monster, it's going to detract from what you're doing, right? And uh, like the first creature is a total whiff. It's just way too busy. There's too much yeah. stuff going on. But like as it progresses and the thing with the sideways head, the double sideways head, mm-hmm. total whiff. But the spider thing with the penises coming out of its head, shooting the, the, the orange jizz all over, like that's cool. The, the, the X-Men monster. Mm-hmm. That's neat. And then it goes back to standard, standard kaiju, you know? I just thought it was very formulaic. Um, here's the Avengers, double page spread. Here's the, you know, the, the X-Men, double page spread. Oh, yeah. Black Panther, double page. You know, it's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. it does need to be big, but it's really not that big because 
in terms of real estate, there are still five panels on that double page spread, and they're the same with with other ones. There's just more. Uh, I I the only pages I truly geeked out over were the Elsa Bloodstone pages because it's more mm-hmm. in his wheelhouse. You know, it's a human. Yeah. It's a human yeah. being. It's a Indiana Jones monster hunter type character and she's and I love Elsa Bloodstone. Yeah, yeah. She's dodging traps and it's just great. And I, I you're right. I don't like the concept of Kid Kaiju. I don't like the fact that they already announced an ongoing from this. If they just let it go until it's mm-hmm. over and say, hey, there's an ongoing like that'd be cool. But it just reveals the methods behind their madness. And it's sure. like so I'm supposed to just alright. So nothing's gonna happen to this kid. We already know that, right? Nothing of importance. He's he's not going to die because he's got to go on and be Kid Kaiju or whatever. So it's just I I just thought I, I had no fun with this issue at all. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna stick with it or not? I'll read it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know it's certainly not not killing me to do so. The art is mm-hmm. is nice, but it's not what it should be. Now you're hella quiet, Dap. Did you not read this? I did not read this. Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't think he's gonna now. <laughs> no, I probably. I mean, I, I do like. Um, I like McNiven when he is working on projects that fit his style. I, I yeah. I, I thought Civil War was fine. I thought, uh, you know, there are. I, I think he and and Dexter Vines made a fantastic pair. Um, he does a great Spider Man. Yes. Um, <laughs> now, did, that didn't peak my convincing meter at all. It just is the needle went. <laughs> um, the uh, and, and and of course, I like Holland. So I, I'd like to give this a shot. It, it doesn't have every character in it that uh, rocks my world, but I know that I, I think it's a safe bet that Cullen has. An affection for these characters, so I'm pretty sure that that's going to come definitely. Out, so. Yeah. Um, one well, one thing I hope they do is if these are in fact the Lee Kirby monster uh, creations, and the last page would indicate that they, right. they are. Last, yeah. Groot should have some kind of kinship to these things. Oh my god! So I'm I'm reading the book in my in my great room before we record, uh, and. Uh, you know, my lovely wife, who was super supportive of our crazy hobby, but but has 0.0% interest in reading comics of any kind, uh, walked over and she said, uh, oh, you know, she was like, oh, what are you reading? Whatever. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, you know, and she said, what's the matter? Why you got a sourpuss in your face? And I showed her. I said, because this is literally the worst group that's ever been drawn. Oh. <laughs> See, that, that is I a can't... horrendous group. I can't show this to like Renna. straight horrendous. <laughs> Damn, it, I don't. I wouldn't go that far, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst one. Oh, well, you have more of a of a infatuation with that character than I do. I love him, but I mean, Groot. You love Groot. You really love Groot. And it's like, who was that jank dude that drew that crazy beast version in Sword? Oh, Man? stop, dude. This is worse. This is the worst group than that was a Steve, that, than Steve Sanders' Beast was a Beast. I well, I didn't think Steve Sanders' Beast was all that bad. Oh, horrendous! <laughs> like like the poster like boy for horrendous uh, character modeling. <laughs> oh, shit! All right, can we move on? Yes. <laughs> can we talk about something fun? Let's move on to something we enjoyed. I, I can I go first because I have something that really rocked my world. We're not tag team. 
Well, we all read it. I don't know. What are you talking about? I am talking about... This is from Black Mask. Yes, we read it. It was written by Lonnie Nadler and Zach Thompson. Illustrated. And I had a discussion with the artist, so I asked him specifically, dude, how do you pronounce your name? So this is canon. This is the official pronunciation of this okay. man's name. Eric Zavadsky. Ooh. Yes. See? He, he said it's like the Sienkiewicz vibe. Zavadsky. And uh, color art by Dean Kniff. And it's called okay. The Dregs. First issue of which came out yesterday. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Um, wow, there's a lot going on in here in the first issue. It's sinister. To unpack. Yeah, sinister goings on in Vancouver, British Columbia. You got a, a poor old man. His name is, um, it's either Mr. Albert or his first name is Albert. We're not entirely sure because the kid just says, hey, Albert, all right? Uh, he, the dude has seen much better days. He's a street person. He lives in a cardboard hovel. Living in a cardboard box, living in a box. Living. <laughs> he lives in this this squalor. No, Arnold. You said Albert, didn't you? Arnold. Did I say Albert? It sounded. I thought you said Albert, but it, I'm looking at the page now. It's they, they said Mr. Arnold. Ah, oh, yeah, it's Arnold. Uh, I probably said Albert. Um, okay. He the section of Vancouver, British Columbia, where in which he lives is called the Dregs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's homeless, he's penniless, and, and he's hopelessly addicted to this drug called Listo, which imparts, um, fe- in his words, feelings of rejuvenation and euphoria. The, the dude's old, right? He wants to feel young mm. again, as everybody does. But he loves books, crime noir novels specifically. And, and when we first see him, he's he's sprawled among his grimy world possessions on the ground coming down from a listo high when you, this little street urchin informs him that his friend Manny has gone missing. And now we know from Arnold that there are two ways to escape the dregs. You either get clean and you leave or you live there until you die. And since mm-hmm. Manny was also a Listo addict, so there's little chance of the former. So he, uh, like Philip Marlowe, in the pages of one of his favorite books, you see the long goodbye in this double page spread on the floor. It's really cool. Um, on the ground. So Arnold hits the streets and he's looking mm-hmm. for, for clues, right? And he kind of finds them. This, this one section of, of the dregs where Manny lived was scheduled for development by this Canary Enterprises. Mm-hmm. So Albert or Arnold, why am I keep saying Albert? Ar- Arnold <laughs> g- confronts this dude at a public meeting and he's like he assaults him and he's evicted. He's thrown back on the street. And this is what really got me. There's some psychogeography going on in this book because mm-hmm. as Albert's wa- Arnold is wandering the streets, the streets speak to him. They reveal little little tiny clues in, in the form of shapes. And he's writing it down in this notebook and he's drawing a diagram and a picture and he's, he's make, marking it all off. Um, but he can't get the pattern. He just And so he shoots up again and I won't say what happened after that. But the thing that Arnold doesn't know is that Manny was very, very explicitly um, mm-hmm. captured – shorn of hair, chopped up into sections, and turned into sausage links. 
that were served at this like upscale eatery that's just in view of the dregs. Like you have squalor, mm-hmm. and then you have um, across the street, you know, hippy dippy, um, two hundred dollars a plate or whatever. You guys, you know, eatery across the street, and the th- that's what got me. The, the and it opens with that too. You see these people, and they're they're chopping this guy up, and they they were nice to him. They shot him up with Listo before they killed him. Which is always yes. nice. But the panel that gets me is when they're chopping off his dong. You don't really see it. You see him mm-hmm. upside down with like no legs and, and the guy has these gigantic, he's <laughs> going to chop off the dude's dingle. It was, it's like, uh, but did you guys like it? Cause I pushed this in front of you. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I have to say, um, I wasn't sure I was going to dig it at first. Cause I was like, man. Eh. Like I, I'm like all right, I, like but uh, it seemed like like I thought it got to a like I thought it was going to be just like a another like a book that was just gross for the sake of being gross, right? Um, like with it because you start off with the chopping, and very the visceral, like right in the beginning. Yeah, but um, but uh, no, I, I like it because it really became almost uh, maybe not even almost, but it's like a murder mystery, right? It's like it's like this homeless dude who's got a past is uh. Is somehow or another, um, you know, like trying to solve his, his buddy's murder, and then there's a huge cliffhanger at the end, which you know leads me to wonder: is is he is he screwed too or not? I don't know. Right. Well, that's I why presume I, not. But yeah, I didn't want to say that because you know don't yeah. don't let the but uh, and right, it's a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Why is it clicking with me? Probably. <laughs> no, seriously. Well, probably because be- of how it starts off. B- yes, that too. Yeah. It's, there's horror elements in this book too, but I think right. the art is what's really kicking with me. I mean, I think Zavadsky's art is phenomenal. I love mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's the a little art- Simon Gain in some spots, which is great, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. no, and uh, I can see that. I also was, um, because everybody seems awfully short. I love that. I, I know. Um, because of the perspective and, and how, how tiny everybody appeared to be. Um, I was reminded of Vince Stone, who, who drew Captain Confederacy and, and it mm. reminded me of his character layouts as mm-hmm. well. But, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I, I thought I was going to. The art is a huge, um, factor in that. It's, it, it is dirty and grimy and nasty when it needs to be, and not just because yeah, yeah. they're chopping up some guy's dick. But I mean, obviously, these people live on the streets, and it's you know, it, it feels when we're hanging out and we're walking back from the Javits Center to to wherever, it doesn't feel that dirty and nasty. This I, I never want to go to BC. I just it, 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 oh, I do. If it looks if like this, I... any, if there's any chance of me ending up on the side of the street where the dregs are, I don't. I'd have to. I'd have to just get rid of my shoes. I, I oh no, I, it's just I would lead but, you by the hand. I love this. I know. Uh, I walking through, I mean, we got stuck in areas of Philly that you know people would just like drop dead to walk through, and I love it. It's dangerous, right? You never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're putting yourself at risk, which is awesome. I don't like skydiving, but this is like the feet on the ground equivalent of skydiving for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I am curious if if um. If my man's, um, my man's, if, if, uh, oh man, if, if, if his lapses in, in, in reason, if, if his, um, seeing 
things and and women. Right, if, right. If that yeah, has to do with if if that's listo related or if it's mm-hmm. based on why he isn't who he used to be. Um, hmm. you know, what, very interesting. Yeah, I, that's a good point. We, we are may, you, are you, know, you talking about the overlays? Like when he sees people with. No, I'm talking about the person who's talking to him at Manny's old building site. Oh. Because she don't exist. You don't know that? Yes, you do. Oh, she may have in the past, but that's not who's... He's not talking to her well, she's, in real life. She's certainly not dressed in, she's not, in the she's not proper... There. Yeah. She's not there when he's talking to her. I mean, look at the dress she has on. She's got a Morticia Adams type. I mean, that that coat is like not appropriate for being in that part of the, it's just the the clothing is just wrong. So yeah, you could lead yourself to believe that she's not there, but. But, or you could just look at the panels because they're not, Mm -hmm. if he's, he's there and then it was just an empty building. The next page, he turns his head. Nobody's there. Then out of, out of a haze, she appears, but then she's also not there. She asks him, how can I find you? He says, you won't need to, but there's nobody there where he's walking away from. So it's all, she could just be all fast. She could be it's fast. <laughs> she could be. She absolutely could. Whatever, whatever you need. Dude. She could so, be, she could be a figment of the, the, the okay. noir novels that he loves so much. It's but absolutely because, and, and that's, she looks it, it, she absolutely does. And, and, you know, that, that's, I don't, if we could call that a clue, but yes, when, when his home is, is left in shambles, they, they do leave one of his, um, murder mystery crime noir books behind, um, which I went back and, and after the first few pages, when, when we see Arnold's setup, um, he uh he has his library all of his books are are in that mop bucket um and it's you know you definitely we i I have no idea what his past life is like i don't know if Mm -hmm. this this story may not we may not know because it may not be important to to what he's trying to to prove but uh you definitely I, i feel for the dude and and it's it's yeah that may be because of who he used to be. I may not want to feel for this guy, but this, this is who right. he is, who we know now. And, you know, he wants to find his friend and he, he's all about being displaced. And, and he, uh, it, it, the one thing that kind of just threw me, I, I, I dug the hole. Um, I think that's another reason why he kind of dug events was when he was, Walking around town, figuring things out, and drawing his little map. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that speaks to me. The uh, the as I'm I'm reading that and seeing all that happen, and he catches up with uh, uh, Roy Boy, to, to, to his his dealer, and and he um, who gives him the slip. And that was a great panel of, of him hiding behind a goddamn telephone pole. But the uh, the 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 guy gives him the slip and then we and, and then he, he ends up meeting um not meeting, but he finds the body of someone he used to know who committed suicide and it's like and I don't know where the hell that that threw me for a loop because it it didn't come out of left field, but I, I right. wasn't expecting it, but it was it was there and then um Well it's clues, we, right? She this woman obviously it's, knew it's all, yeah, 'cause I mean and, and she left a note and um 
But it's... But this is such it, a tight story, too. Because like, if you remember, Manny used to make um, pocket money by drawing patterns. Yes. Yeah. It, it's it just... It just... It clicks. The whole thing is just working. Yeah, and he's definitely... I mean, to David's point, we have the... The visuals, the color, the colored images, which you think are maybe again, it's is it, is it his use of the drug or is it something mental? And then you know when he when he puts the patterns together, right? And you see and he sees the patterns everywhere. I mean, so clearly the dude is loony. He's loony, right? I mean, like the patterns are in his in his head. They're not like they're not real. Yeah, because I've seen, I I see seen triangles and circles everywhere. Like right, that. He's, 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 he's mental. I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to call him mental. No, he's mental. He's perceptive. Yeah. Those those um, shapes are there. No, I think he's mental. I think it's why he's yeah. a mentally ill guy. That's why he's homeless. He, I don't think he, so. He sees a triangle because there are six windows, but the middle one on the, 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 yeah, the bottom windows, two, three, 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 two rows of three. Mm-hmm. The middle one on the top floor is lit, and the two bottom left and right are lit, yeah. and so so the lights equal a, a triangle. It's just he's he's looking for shit, and it's it, but what if these symbols lead him to actually. Coming well, to the the, the right, right. It could be one of those things. Right. Like you're supposed to think he's mental, but maybe all this time is he really not mental? Right. But everyone has always assumed he's mental. Sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the uh, the overlays are gorgeous. How they're the just... overlays are freaky, yeah, and and they work because obviously he seems to mm-hmm. only. Um, I want to say because I, I especially when we see him talk to. Um, Actually, no. Maybe he's coming off as high because when when the um oh it's obviously when we first meet him and the little girl wakes him up oh, and, yeah. and he's got the you know, he's not high at that point. If anything, he's just he's coming out of a stupor. So yeah. um yeah, I, I I don't think it has anything. It's not he doesn't that doesn't happen when he gets high. It's just so, so that's yeah. No, it's he's a uh it, it, he's a special man. He, he he is he is who's not crazy. He's got he's he's, he's got his track marks. He's got he, he's got the the sore on his head, and it's just yeah yeah. What's um, that? But and and it you know it's there is I'm, I'm swiping through it again, and there are even even panels where you know it's just heads talking. Mm-hmm. There's still things drawn in the background of the panel when, like, normally most most artists would just be like, "Yeah, fuck it, mm-hmm. someone just color it and it'll be." And you just, it's a wall, but I mean, whether it's the the chain link fence or just you know a doorknob, it's just the 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 places that have gone out of business. It's every page is, and every page you could have twelve panels, eight. Pa- it's like it's yeah. just there. It, Super. it is really. It's packed. It's dense. It's. I didn't know what to expect. I'm really glad Vince told us about it and 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 oh. shoved it on us. But it's. Um, I'm not yeah. big on the original art, but there's two pages in this thing that I would love to have. Well, the one where he gets his dick cut off. No, no, no. You see, you would, you would think that because of <laughs> who I am. But uh, yeah, that one was would be one of my. That'll be my third choice. But the one where he just says "fuck" and he's looking in the alley. I love that page. And the, the facing page with the, where the city streets are the, the gutters in the, the, there's a city map and the panels are interlaid on where the, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. love yeah. that page. Who's going to get his fix? Yeah. That is a great page. They're both, re- I mean, they're, they're all really nice pages, but those two stand out, uh, with me and the, the chop enough the dick page. <laughs> 
So good. This is great. I mean, I'm I'm yeah, glad. Eric, I'm glad you turned me on though, because I wouldn't have noticed it otherwise. I'm glad that Eric uh, showed it to me, and so now I'm on. I'm on board. I'm gonna just scoop up all of them, and you should mm-hmm. too. Uh, and remember, it's from Black Mask, the Dregs number one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thumbs up to Black Mask on that one. Yes. All right. Now you guys. What do. else we got? No, we got lots. Do we got lots? How about uh, you want to talk a little? Uh, another Vince favorite. Uh, another one. I, I I gotta say, man. When you're right, you're right. Oh, Hannibal. Oh, really? I was yeah. a little bit leery that you wouldn't like that. What really? I'm just I'm yeah just I just play it close to the vest on some stuff. Re- refresh our memories, if you know, heaven forfend if if anybody misses skips the Oklaskers episode. Cannibal won your favorite what category events? Mystery. Okay. Why, why out of everything, and, and yes, of course, you're not a huge mystery reader, but why did this one win? Um, well, to be totally honest, I don't read many mysteries, right? But the whole thing with Jolene being missing, the mystery of, you know, the whodunit there, the whodunit with, um, is it Shane? No, um, the 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 uh, Danny right mm-hmm. comes off the yeah. boat, and so you're wondering: Is this guy on the up and up? Is right. he? So he could be, but it's just that it was a number one. I don't read many mysteries, and this is more mm-hmm. horror than mystery. But there's still a huge mystery component to it. So that's mm-hmm. why, that's why I wanted to cover the bases. I really enjoyed this series so far. And so I, I tipped the hat to it by sticking it in the category that I thought it would fit best. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, um, so since you talked about it, issue four came out, mm-hmm. which is the end of the first arc. Yep. Um, the art by Matthias Bergara is to die for. Yes. I love this style of art. It's, um, it's, 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 Exactly the kind of art. I mean, I, I, if if I had to pigeonhole myself as to the kind of art that I'd most be happy if I could only pick one type, this is the style. It's a little, a little sh- cartoony, yeah, but a clean line, but not like a not like a overly realistic line. Um, I would compare it to Sean Murphy. Now that's, that's exactly excellent. what I yeah. said in the less slack, angular said, than Sean Murphy, yeah, They're right. A little a little more um, free than than Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. I would it, say for me, it's it's a slight not. Every page through and through, but it's it's a little bit of a of a mashup between Murphy and in some cases Mateo. Ah, uh, Scalera, see, yeah, yes. So, yeah. which is which? As soon as Jason says this is right up his alley, of course, yeah. So I, but yeah, I. I but the Murphy definitely, and and you know the, the Zach Howard type stuff. But yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I mean, and I think, you know, the conceit is cool because I know you say it's kind of a horror book, but I, don't, I mean, it is and it isn't, right? Like, it's it definitely is a cross-genre book. I mean, the the world that we're set into is kind of horrific, right, in that there's some kind of – is it mosquito spread? Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mosquito yeah. spread virus that causes people to be insatiable carnivores wanting to eat human flesh. 
but they're completely sane and rational otherwise. It's just a craving they can't get past. And this world is almost at the point, much like The Walking Dead in a way, where but but it's not Armageddon because he's where people just accepted that it exists. And so they're skeptical of strangers and they're always on the lookout for it, but they don't there's no like sense of panic. They're just like, all right, well, some people got this cannibalism now, we just gotta make sure that we're always on point for that, right? Um But I will say without giving it away, I mean the conclusion to the arc is just heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean um it leads me to believe that we're not going to uh, have a happy ending. <laughs> it's dark. It really is. And there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of darkness in the book, like the sheriff uh, yeah. with, with his secret. Oh, yeah. and that's the other thing I want to say. So um, so this is an image book, and I believe it's Skybound, right? It is. Okay. So um, I know... I'm not entirely what? sure. I'm looking at it right no. now. I don't see the Skybound logo on this at all. Okay, so maybe it's not. But um, So this, I would bet any amount of money that uh, Bucoletto... Uh, and Jennifer Young patterned the sheriff in this book after the sheriff in the TV show of Outcast. So I know that I, I praised oh. Outcast to you guys, and then I know you sort of were mixed on it, and then I know the comic is obviously the Kirkman book. In the in the comic, the sheriff in the Outcast book is is an old white dude. Old white Southern, but on the show, on the show, it's this uh, like, it's this character act. Yeah, it's uh, I can't think of yes, exactly. You know, sort of grizzled, skinny, like pockmarked. You know, super distinctive looking. You know, black gentleman, and uh, I think he's the best character on the TV show. Frankly, the yeah, best actor, I should say. And I, I, I mean, this is the comic book version of that. Like, I, I think they're they clearly used him as their sheriff. I think I, I, I really. Just, I certainly saw him in that, and I love that because I thought, I thought the the sheriff, the actor who plays the sheriff in Outcast, the TV show, is immensely more interesting and memorable than the way that that uh, they draw him. Yeah, I agree. In the comic, so um, so I love him as a character. Although, again, he's he's not without his own sins. Clearly, right? He's got his own issues he's dealing with. So, I'm curious. Do you think when we get further arcs, do you think now that we've I mean, the mystery's been solved, right? I mean, like we we know where Jolene is, right? I mean, well, that's just right. one of them, but no, right? But I'm saying, so do you think this becomes more of a conventional, not zombie, but like, do you think the cannibalism becomes more widespread? They're trying to survive that. Do you think, like, we're on the cusp of it getting really bananas because of that, and it's going to continue to spread? Do you think it's more about these individual characters and they're like that? There's a broader arc. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know. Well, that's... I don't even know. Are we getting more of this soon? Are we? The, uh, the 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 fifth issue um, is back in May. Cannibal returns okay. May third, twenty seventeen, and okay, the cover cool. uh, appears to be probably Jolene running out of the woods. Mm-hmm. Possibly that might be her. Okay. Um, There's still a lot of who's and whys. Well, out- we got to find out. I mean, we're, we we. Um, I'm interested in uh, Danny's sister, and and of course, right. you know, Danny has his son who's yeah. mopping up the bar now. But it's it's, uh, um, yeah, I think I think the second arc will probably deal with the fallout of these characters. I I don't think we're going to just be. 
we're going to be in Willow for a while. I don't think we're going to have to deal too much with um, anybody leaving and going out into the real world Green, or yes. any of the outsiders coming in. I agree. Um, especially when people are coming off fishing boats and the local rednecks want to beat the crap out of them and, yeah, and just set life back to the way it was. The uh, the trade dress, I think the covers are amazing because they're, they're an alcohol label because then when you get to the back cover, um, you can see the back of the label that's on the front cover. And I, I think that's pretty slick. Um, the, I'm reading the first two issues and I didn't, I didn't love it. I wasn't completely wowed. And the reason why okay. is because I read this and I'm reading Moonshine and I'm reading Southern Bastards and I'm reading You're just feeling it's like yet another deep stuff. So many other right, it's just it's it it's it's bad people and 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 just mm-hmm. in the same type of setting and it's just I'm like so so but but here's the hook. It's this is the different part of it. This is where the elevator pitch comes in. Mosquitoes, man. It's mosquitoes, and they cause mm-hmm. people to be cannibals. And it's like, and I think it, it felt to me like we have to, we don't want this, we don't want to lose this, and we, we can't compete with Southern Bastards. So we need we need something else. So let's just fuck it. We'll just we we, we can't do zomb we can't do vampires because that that doesn't and we can't do regular zombies because we all see what that is like but let's just have people who need to eat flesh but mm-hmm. they still go about you know homie's still a, a stockbroker and doing his thing and everybody's normal it's just that every 30 days they gotta eat, just kill somebody and eat their flesh and mm-hmm. um, that I'm, I'm glad that that wasn't beating me over the head yeah that's that's mm-hmm. That plays a part, especially when when you see some of the secrets revealed in the third and fourth issue. But there's that it's not hitting me over. I'm I'm now by the time you get to the fourth issue, you you want to know more about the other characters. I like I like the I like the the old man who 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 runs Hogs. I like everybody's dad. I Mm -hmm. there are characters in here who who I. I do like so yeah the the cannibalism is I guess mm-hmm. in that regard and it, it, it's a decent enough hook if it was just that I probably wouldn't keep going with it but I mean I get to the end of the third issue the thing with the sheriff I'm like well that I wasn't expecting that's pretty damn cool and then the fourth issue it, it, it's it, I wasn't bittersweet in the sense that I kind of didn't want to see that, but I'm, I'm glad they were found. It's just, it's, it was a weird feeling, but, and and then I turned the page and it's like, yeah, okay, well, we'll, we'll be back in, in five months. Peace out. And I was like, well, that's a bit of a bummer, but no, I, I think, um, if, if you're not sold by the end of the second issue, then give the third a shot. If I mean, like, oh, definitely take the three. The, 
The yeah. first, the first arc is only four issues. So, um, and that I believe that the the trade will be um, is coming out in in March. Volume one in stores March 9th. So you can get the uh, you get the collection in a few weeks, um, and you can get it for four ninety nine at Discount Comic Book Service. I bet you. So um, right now, the uh, the Hog River is so. so Hurry up to the late orders and everything. But, um, yeah, like, like Vince just said, it, it, it will take three issues. First two issues, I, I'm glad I had the third because if, if I only read the two, I don't know if, mm-hmm. and, and I had to wait for, to get the third. I don't know when I would have gotten around to it, but no, I'm, it's, it's another one where, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I read it. The art, again, is something that, uh, really kind of, Push the story, but I, I I read the intro page and I'm like, so they unearth and and that's the thing we never you're you're already in this world. It's like listen, there was there was a Cat Five hurricane, it unearthed mm-hmm. this this plague thanks to these centuries old mosquitoes and people are sick, trying to get better, as cannibals and go and and that's you don't you don't see the end of the world type shit. You're just you're in this little rinky dink podunk village in in Florida and that's just that that's right. really all you need to know. And it's not the level of danger as in Walking Dead. Like these people are living relatively normal lives even though there's cannibals around. Right. Um it may not have impacted this area of Florida as as much as other areas, but mm-hmm. when, like when the first issue opens, everybody's just in a bar having a great time. Yeah. You know, so it's and then then the darkness creeps in via one of the docks. So it, it's it's I think it's a neat little story. Yes. I agree. I I I think it's I you know, and I think with uh with any of these stories, um one of the things that can make it good versus very good to great is in a very short period of time can they make you care about the characters beyond them just being vessels to tell the story. And I guess listeners' mileage may vary, but for me, I'm totally engrossed by the characters. I'm interested in all these characters. I, they did a great job of making me want to know more about all of these characters, and they're complex people, right? Like, like they're not just they're not just arch- archetypes, right? That right. you might find them like a like they're 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 in four issues. We get a sense for a lot of them that they're layered, conflicted characters with with flaws and histories and. And, and, you know, notable, it's just, I think it's just super well done, man. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that I've read a lot of Bucoletto because I think, feel like in most of his writing work's been a little flash, right? Yes. Um, so I don't know him much as a writer, but, uh, cause he's an inker too, right? Colorist. Or colorist. Colorist, yeah. okay. Um, and don't forget so it was, it was co-written too by Jay. That's true. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know her, I don't know her work, Jennifer Young, I don't know her work at all. Such from this, um, but yeah, man, rock rock star pickens. Hey, yeah. nice. And and the page that I supplied for 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 the episode that that, that was one of those things where it, and it was the second issue, and everything's running along nice and smoothly, um, except I get to a one of those things that just kind of takes me out of the story because I'm watching everything and I'm trying to see if if this dude is the same guy who um wouldn't sell cigarettes but he gets he it's it's the um who the hell was it was it uh 
cash. What do you dudes? But it was just, he says, I'm going to get out of the truck. I'll pump the gas. And he's like, I got it. But it, it, it's. It's Cash and his stuff. brother, right? Right. So Cash is like, I'll, he's like, we're, we're going to fill up the gas while we're here. So Cash is like, all right, I got it. But then you look and see. He's back in the truck, and his brother's pumping the gas. It's like, what, what, what did I just? What kind of exchange did I just miss? And and that was one of those things where I was just like, I'm, everything's clicking. I'm reading it. I'm, I'm moving right along. I see this, and and it was just one of those things that just kind of. Oh, you mean the fact that Cash is actually physically getting out of the truck in one panel, right. and the very yeah. next panel he's right, back yeah. in the truck, right? And and uh, and he obviously it, didn't pay because his brother's down on the bottom panel, paying for it. So it was just I was like, right. that was that. That's a mix. A little weird. That's yeah. um, the brother. What's his name? Grady. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. You, no. You're right. It's weird. I don't remember the brother's names. I remember Jolene. I remember Danny. I remember everybody else. But yeah. yeah. Dad. The dad's name's Roy. But if yeah, it, Roy. I mean, if this was a a movie, the biggest face on the on the poster would probably be Cash's because I think yeah. yeah he's pegged to be the quote hero of this thing. Yep. Yeah. Because I mean, he's also he's got the whole. Um, He's another one where early on, uh, you, you feel yeah, well. He just, and he and Jolene take role play to a whole new level. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> broken yes, nose, they man. Do. <laughs> like, like, no, son. Now here, <laughs> this was, is what I was thinking. Yeah. Could she be pregnant? And if mm-hmm. and if so, what is? Oh, that's jank. Yeah. Hmm. That would be nuts. That's raw. Love it. So maybe sticking with the theme, um, since we're talking about Deep South-centered crime comics from Image, um, a book I was personally looking extremely forward to, uh, and I guess it is a both a – it's like the Once and Future King. It's it's a new book slash old book, 10, uh, 11 years old, um, but reprinted, and I think for probably 90 to 95% of the people – that are going to read it now, it's it'll be viewed as a new book, uh, and that is Loose Ends, mm. uh, written by, uh, but then, then total unknown, and now man, uh, man of the hour, Mr. Jason Latour, um, with, uh, uh, early, early art by, um, um, help me out here, Dad. Chris Bruner. Chris Bruner. Yes, Chris Bruner, thank you. And um, by, uh, Rico Renzi. Yes, which is makes a lot of sense because Rico and Jason are good, good friends, and, and obviously Rico colors uh, Southern Bastards, and they're uh, Spider they're both Gwen. No- and Spider Gwen. That's right. They're both North Kakalaka boys, and uh, Rico is also uh, deeply involved with uh, with HeroesCon. He is the he is one of the organizers and the uh, the press conduit. Um, so this book, I knew it existed because I I know Jason's work and his history. Um, but I had not read it. I don't know if you guys had read it back in the day. Have you, have you, did you either of you read it back then? No. Nope. I did not. No. Um, so I was super intrigued. I do like Bruner's work. Um, I actually have a Black Panther commission from Chris. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm of mixed mind on the book. Um, like I think one of the cool things about it is it's is that it's 11 years old by its own by its very nature. It is a uh, it is an early peek into the early creative efforts of both of these gentlemen. And I think they would be the first to acknowledge that anyone, your craft is materially more finessed and honed 10 years later than it would be, you know, right? I mean, take, 
take a look at Jim Lee's first written, you know, drawn pages and, you know, right. No, you know what I mean? Like whatever. It's oh, like, yeah. yeah. Um, probably not the best example because we're not, not particularly huge fans of Jim Lee's work, but I'm saying I take any, any creator we love in their first work and you might be surprised at what it looks like. Um, I guess if I look at Bruner today versus then, and I look at Jason as a writer today versus then, um, I, I think they've both grown a lot. I'll say it that way. Like I, I, I'm intrigued by the first issue, but if I'm being completely honest, you know, Jason's my man, fifty grand. I, I think the book reads a little disjointed to me. Like I, I was intrigued by it. There's things I definitely want to find out and keep reading in the second and subsequent issues. Um, I think I get some of the beats, but as a singular narrative, I definitely need to read the issue again. Like I read the issue like today before we, cause then we're going to talk about it. I, I finished the book, not quite sure what was going on. Like meaning like I, I, I'm not quite sure all the interrelations between the characters were introduced to. And so I think I need to reread it. So I don't think if Jason was writing the script today, it would have been as uh, disjointed to me in my That's, opinion. Yeah, no, it's, um, there are, it's subtle. There are, um, nothing is hitting you over the head. You're not, you're not being led by the hand and, and shown how all the dots measure up because when, um, it, it, it's one th- you're, you're going to need to read it at, at least twice to get everything because as I'm flipping through it now, I'm noticing the tattoo on Sonny's shoulder is the same tattoo that Kim has on her shoulder. Interesting. Okay, I didn't notice that. So, and they do when 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 Sonny shows up at the bar to give Kim money, it's obvious that they have a connection and and and. And that connection being a child. Sure. Um, but, uh, before Sonny and Kim meet up again, we get a flashback and you know, it's flashback because it's a slightly different color. Um, where Sonny, who we don't really see, um, you just kind of, you, his friend is talking to him through the, the screen door at the, um, mm-hmm. in the trailer. But, uh, that guy, even though we, we see him for two pages, we don't see him again until later on when he gets picked up by the cops after an auto accident. And, and we're not really focusing on him in this issue, though. We're introduced to him, but that's not important. What, what's important is Sonny and Kim and this bar. And we spend a lot of time at this bar. And there are little things that... um whether they're glances or, or they're sound effects from, from bottles being clicked and, and clanked and, um, it's, there's some, some things where it just kind of looks like Bruder just drew it there to, to, to fill up space on the page, but it, it does mean something. You just won't find out until you get a couple pages later and then maybe you'll flip back and, realize why that was there but um it's it's definitely a jason latour book in the sense that it's not all good times and and laughter it's it's a right, um, right. it's a i'm not going to say it's a fucked up evening it, it is but it's it it's not a um you know 
That's just to say nobody's like, you know, running away from the cops, but they probably will be. There's shit goes down and, and yeah. accidents happen. And I, I need to see the next issue now because I, I, this right here, this, this one, one issue alone, this one's the, the, the pages in this one issue, um, without the flashback, without the introduction to, to his friend would have made a very heartbreaking O. Henry type one-off short story. Sure. Because he's a guy goes back yeah. to see his girl yeah. and it's just, she doesn't go the way everybody expected. But, but since we, we have other characters involved, mm-hmm. um, we have, you know, the, the, the high school jocks who never got over leaving high school and still think they're, you know, they, 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 they were tough shit on the football field and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, I'm 35 years old now, still wearing my fucking football jersey and I'm better than you because I'm in this bar drinking these $2 cores light every goddamn night. It's like, I just, it, so there are people in this Sounds issue. A little that, close to home there, dad. It, no, there's, you know, there might be some depression, but there's, there's, uh, um, there's, everything happens. I don't want to say everything happens for a reason, but, um, you're introduced to a few people and, and I need to see, uh, where we're going. I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in what's going to happen with Sonny and, uh, and the, uh, there were two waitresses at the, working at the bar. Um, one of them would be, uh, Kim and, uh, there's, uh, oh man, there, there's just, um, it's Kim and Sherry and, and Sherry, I don't know, um, I don't know a whole lot about her, just that, um, Sonny was, Right place, right time, kind of thing. It, it's it. I'm going off track and losing the thread a bit, but it it the characters here. Um, I think if you read this, you'll definitely see uh, the seeds are here, where where you actually know you can follow what Latour did here, and and absolutely see where. How he got to where he is now. It, it, it's not like, whoa, where, where'd he come from? Or, you know, I wonder what his, his, it's the same dude. And, and, and I think it shows regardless, this is 10 years old and now he's writing Spider Gwen and having a hand in, in Southern Bastards. And it, it, it's the same dude and, and definitely feels like that. Um, it, loose ends, the first issue is not a quick read. If you do read it quickly, you're definitely going to have to go back and read it again because you're probably going to put it down and go, I just, I, either you don't care about the characters, you, you definitely, you definitely miss some things if you read this issue quickly. Um, I'm looking think, at it now. I think the art's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, even back then, I think that there are some things where, where, where Bruner was just super on top of things. And, and I'm sure Rico had a hand in, in making it pop. Um, the flashback things. Yeah, which pages? The flashback pages are my favorite too. They are the, just yeah gorgeous, and, and that's those look amazing. Um, but again, it's one of those things where the, those two pages you really don't 
worry about that dude until a few pages later. But there are right. some some panels where it's just you're not you're not quite sure where they're going. It, you eventually find out. But um, so I, I definitely get Jason's point where there's some things that are just it, it, not necessarily it's not clean. It's just not like you said disjointed. They're just it, it's not as as linear as you would have liked as far as telling the story. But I, I think as long as you, um, as long as you give it a second, as long as you just soak it in, you'll definitely get something out of it. Now, this is, I'm, the For more, sure. you know, the more I look at these, the, the flashback pages are nuts. I mean, conceptually, they know these characters. You, in the inside right. of, of, uh, Sonny's trailer, you see the little VCR stand with the or with the tape thing in there and the small TV and you look at his his what looks like a bookcase with that's on cinder blocks with the bong and the gas mask and the, it's just mm-hmm. the little army men on top of the the window top and the Kurt Cobain it's just it, it's yep. it's all I mean this person was sitting there drawing thinking you know what do I include in here based on what you know the script and what I was told and, and what I feel. And it's just, it's just an amazing spread. These, and the color's phenomenal. It's just gorgeous. Everything cinder blocks, even the steps going up into the, the trailer yeah, cinder blocks. Yeah. So you must've got a deal. Um, no, I think this is great. And he's got a, a lamp with fishnet. I don't know if it's a lamp, but it's a woman's leg with fishnets and, and high heels on his little side table. It's nuts. Oh no, it's the lamp from, uh, Christmas story. Right. Oh, it is a lamp. Yeah. Oh, Christmas yep. story. Great. <laughs> Not a fan. I believe Casey gave, I believe Casey gave Scotty, uh, I believe Scotty right. yeah. uh, one of those for uh, yeah. Christmas this year. No, total superficial opinion of this issue. This art is absolutely astounding. Yeah. Bruner's legit. I, I really, I don't, I wish, uh, and I told him this when we met him, David and, uh, heroes a lot, two summers ago. I, 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 I wish we saw him more frequently on, Comics. I, I I, the last thing I saw him do was that um, the one issue of Southern Bastards. Yeah, that, that yeah, he just, filled in that, Southern Bastards. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Sonny's got a police shirt on too that actually changes based on the level of alcohol consumed. He's got he has yes. a, a, the Ghost in the Machine shirt, yes. but then when he's drinking and he's getting all feeling good, the shirt changes the digital yep. images. That is cool. I like that a must lot. Have, must be one of those LED shirts. They had them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I see other thing. It, it's, yeah. So, I mean, it's one of those things where he's just, um, he's enjoying his beer and he's got, you know, the images swirling around his head. So, I mean, it's, it's creative. It, it's, and then he realizes that, um, you know, these are the little things where I talk about being subtle when, um, he's drinking. He's obviously, he, he's, he finishes a cigarette. Takes, finishes a beer, pops another cigarette, and you see in the background the jukebox is loading because Sherry put in some money, plays some music. She's obviously been missing for a while. He's got two bottles in his hand. He's finishing them, and then he hears the crash in the bathroom. So, I mean, it's, it, the page doesn't, there's no word balloons, there's no caption boxes, you're not, you're not told what's happening, you're being shown. You can kind of figure it out as, as, as you're watching his reaction and what's going on, but it's not a, um, it, it's a deliberate book. There's nothing, um, you, you just, you just got to pay attention and everybody's fucking wearing flip flops. <laughs> yep. 
That's true. Homegirl should have stayed on the steps. Uh, she kind of did. Well, mm-hmm. she, no, yeah, she came back yeah, up. Yeah, no, I mean, she still, yeah, but it's it's um, but yeah, and then I, I I love the last page with the two of them literally running out in the dark. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, the look of the bar is really cool too, with the skull thing going in the doorway. That's nice. It's called the vortex, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to read this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Y'all beat me to the punch. Whew. So, uh, what we think about uh, God Country? Ooh, I already told you that. Well, I mean, what Dapper I think. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, Jason was sleeping. <laughs> no, I wasn't sleeping. I, listen, all right. Poor semantics on my part, but I yeah. let, let's restart. I read the God Country. <laughs> David also read The God Country this week. Cool. Tell David, me what, what you, you thought. Um, we got an image orama this week. We do. You love well, listen, oramas. Nina. Comes in spurts, right? Um, <laughs> it's no d- pun intended. It's dirty. <laughs> Didn't even mean it that way. <laughs> the uh, Grant Parker. Jeff Shaw's art is it's killing it. Um, Donnie Cates. I, I enjoyed Ghost Fleet. I I, yep. I like Donnie's work. Um, I had no idea what the hell. I mean, it, the book is called God Country, but but we're stuck in this little house out in West Texas, and it, I was. It, 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 it's weird because man, you, you feel for this dude, married guy wife and a daughter and dad is fighting dementia Alzheimer's it's just yep. he's not he, he's not there grumpy um, as fuck and and you know taking it out on granddaughter and you know all all my man wants to do is listen he's my dad and I'm trying to you know I just gotta do right by him um and and it just took a real crazy turn. So I, it, in a sense, it, it, I read Cannibal after this, but I'm like, you know, I, I think we're going one way. I think it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's this type of story where we're just going to know a day in the life and going to have to deal with these people and their real life, what other people go through problems. But no, let's just bring this fucking 12 foot sword into it. And I was just like, okay, now I'm, Really, just don't know where we're going. So, right. fuck it. I'm, I'm going along for the ride. And I, by the time I got to the end, and, and you get to the last page, and you're like, okay, yeah, no, sure, let's. Here's Mars. I just, I'm, I, I, I don't know what to think because I'm still not sure. Um, what I saw, it, it, it just. Threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. It does come out of left field. Yes. Yeah. And not, and that's not in a derogatory way. That I, I have no problem with it coming out of left field. I'm, I'm, and in a way, I'm glad it did because I didn't want that much real life going on. Mm-hmm. I totally empathize with the the Quinlan family being a person in their position. Yes. Well, not so much the wife and the daughter, but the, Roy. Right. Uh, and. I've seen what it can do. Um, so he had my interest initially, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but Jeff Shaw really was the the. I mean, the Kate's put the hook in me, but the yeah. the art really chained me to the to the floor. I mean, it was I I once I I saw the thing come out of the. The, the destruction and the thing come out of the twister, I was like, oh boy. Like, yeah. this is freaking bizarre. That, yeah. Little opinion esque in some places. I dig it a lot. I love Jeff Shaw, uh, one of the uh, many phenomenal artists repped by Mr. Felix. <laughs> he introduces our episode this week. Nice. Yes. There we go. I have a Taskmaster and a Black Panther from Jeff. Uh, he's awesome. He is phenomenal. He is. Yes. Um, the old man with the, the, uh, is it the sheriff with the cowboy hat on and the feather in it and then the, mm-hmm. the, the wolves. I mean, those pages are great. They're great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, They're all great. The, yeah, agreed. The coloring is a little strange in some spots, okay. but not bad strange. Just, um, cause uh, Jason Wordy's a really good colorist. It's just, it's unexpected some of the colors that he chose and i'm like mm-hmm. well it doesn't it, it works it it doesn't not work so i mean if you want to chart some um unmapped territory that's okay by me i mean cuz you know i've learned a couple of things from this book the the pinks and the blues uh, with the mm-hmm. green greens i mean they work really nice and there's purple in there too cuz if you're using green might as well throw a little bit of purple in there. It just he he makes some really smart choices. Purple nurple. I love purple nurples. But yeah, I, the the there's a cosmic quotient to this book that's like, what in the frig is going on? Yeah. Did, where did he like? Where did this friggin' sword come from? Did he did he have it under the bed? Does it materialize? Is it part of I think him? It materializes, right? Yeah. So, well, that I mean, you, yeah. obviously, I mean, there's a chain on it, which means that it was tethered yeah. to something. And it's, well, we didn't know what it was tethered to. Right. Yeah, I didn't want to let that part go. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, I wonder what it's tethered to. Right? <laughs> uh, but this is another, I mean, I have been very lax on my image books and I uh, went back and read a bunch and none of them really, you know, did anything for me. But there's a new batch of books like mm-hmm. Cannibal and God Country and uh, is that are really firing on all cylinders. Like, I just think, the cover for number two with the the old man. It's the, the yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Good God. I mean, it, everything is cyclical, but I agree. I mean, after we none of us probably for the first time ever, image didn't didn't get published the year from at least one of us. I'm pretty sure. Nope. Um. And uh, yeah, but it's off to a strong start this year for sure. Because I think the um, we've like the last really strong batch. Were things like um, Rumble, Copperhead, yep, um, Southern Bastards, so, right? So I mean, it was a little over a year, year and a half ago, two years ago. That's yeah. when we were like, "Holy crap!" You know, these are some it, Copperheads back too, boo. Yes, but it, it's it, it, and even you know, for Vince and I, Autumn Lands, Tooth and Claw. But there were some things where um, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, then there were a few intros that were just kind of like not really. Yeah, I wish I was still reading that one, but it's, um, but no, God Country and now, um, well, Cannibal and with, um, if you want to call Loose Ends, although that, that, that is a, a definite limited series. It's, it's a four issue. Is that, did it never finish the first time? Is that one reason why Jason's bringing it back or did, did all four issues 
from uh was it Shotgun Studios or wherever did and I don't mean to go back to loose ends, but there is a page Vince that I, I'd like with the episode and it's the one where um Sonny and uh Shit for Brains is um out on the, the, the porch of the bar and he he's got the uh the thought balloon for uh, super asshole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, on it right now. Lost Jason. We did. Well, that's an unexpected development. Do I do I rectify it, or you just want to go on? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him back. Do. Had y'all to myself. Got right. disconnected, y'all. You did. <laughs> David was wondering whether or not I should br- actually bring you back. I'm like, we have to. <laughs> nah. Maybe if, maybe if you flip that script, I would believe it. But oh, <laughs> that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> I don't know what I ever did, man. <laughs> You're just too good at what you do. You used to love me so much. I, st- I still do. It's sketchy. All right. Now, you guys have talked for a while. Let me. Let me. Wait, oh, my bad. You've been talking. Um, not as much, but you can talk. What are we going to say? Do you have something to say no, about guy I country? Just, I like, I think it's funny how we're tag teaming all of a sudden. It's, it's, that we're doing too much talking. No, I, I did not imply, infer, or imply that at all. Dave Wacker. You need to get it. your little twenty minutes soliloquy in. Go ahead. No, this is not. This is fast. Actually, this is fast. Um, okay. I finally tracked down a copy of Red Sonia number one. Because it sold out at yeah. the at the local shop three weeks ago. Hard to it? handle now. Uh, <laughs> now you're speaking my language. Um, as you know, I, I really de- I really dug the zero issue. This first issue is written and drawn and created by the same team, written by Amy Chu, illustrated by Carlos Gomez, art by uh, color art by Mohan. It's not big shakes, right? Remember what I told you? Um, Sonia was fighting Kulan mm-hmm. Goth and the Beast, and she got transported to the present day. Okay, that's cool. Yep. But, so now she finds herself in this 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 weird place, and you know, um, everything looks strange. There's gigantic. She doesn't really recognize what they are, but this, you know, she's in the middle of the city, and she's dressed as Sonia dresses, right? Uh, doesn't know the language. There's dudes in strange. Uniform shaking, you know, what she considers magic weapons at her, right? And at one point she gets shot and she's like, you know, you cowards with your invisible weapons because she, she takes a bullet in her arm and it just kind of grazes her, but it, it cuts her enough, you know, to bleed. And she, you yeah. know, she gets super pissed off like, you have drawn Sonia's blood. But the, 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 one of the neat little hooks is there's a cop, a rookie cop named Max, right? And his mother, taught him a variation of Sonya's language. I don't know. But you need an inroad. Some Someone needs an inroad to, to make sense of Sonya's language. So he kind of pieces together what she's saying, and they, they, they subdue her, and they take her to for psychiatric evaluation, but the NSA swoop in, right? And she, no, this is cool. She's brought to see a doctor, and that's in quotes, and the dude... He's like in t- attempting to eject her with this glowing green stuff, and there's a, a big burly intern kind of subduing her. But they both have the the intern has a tattoo, uh, the brand of Kulan Goth. So Kulan Goth is in the present day as well. She did not come alone, and 
I've been very hard with Dynamite in the past, but they are hitting the bullseye with this new Sonya series. This Carlos Gomez is amazing. Nice. I might need to check it out. Definitely. Do you like well-drawn women? Come on, who are you asking? That's what I'm saying. So you need this? to the when the when the when the cops are subduing Sonya, he draws her chest down yep. on the ground, and it's just like she's voluptuous, and, and but up. not yeah, yeah and but right, but she's not she's not packing to the point where you're just like, man, that's, those are too big. She's very well proportioned. Of the variant covers, I think the Brandon Peterson might be my favorite. Mm-hmm. But. I got to say, like, I know they have to play to the audience. The cosplay cover does absolutely nothing for me. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's just like, um, But no, I think this is a phenomenal start to something that I, you know, I never expected this book to be as as accomplished as it is. And that could be on me, but Dynamite's track record with the, uh, the Femme Fatales has not been all that great. I love my Vampirella, but that that series went way off the rails numerous times when they tried to bring her back with that, quote, tasteful costume. Like, it just doesn't work. You you, you can't put lipstick on a pig. Vampirella is a very sexy character who dresses inappropriately, right? That's just who she is. And and they're trying to put her in this, this, you know, steampunkish kind of, it just doesn't work. Thankfully, they're embracing the the metal bikini of Red Sonia, and it's just this. I I am loving every one of these issues. You, mm-hmm. you don't need a master thesis in in comics to understand them. They're just fun, right? Fish out of the water, you know. Gorgeous women uh, comics. It speaks below speaking the my language. Player. You're talking below the belt, but sometimes that's all I need to escape. Is a little bit, yes. of, bit, a little bit of beautifully drawn women, and that this is that. So um, that's all. That's all. I just want to say, Red Sonia One improves upon the Zero Issue, which was great to begin with. And this is just, it, I'm, I'm very pleasantly surprised how this is turning out. And other people must be as well. Is the damn thing sold out at the local yeah, shop? Yeah, for real. Get yeah. on it. Yeah, I'm and, on and, it this week. Going to add it to my pile. All right. Nice. And if you want to see any of uh, the images we are talking about, go to our website because David put a whole lot of work into this thing. 11o'clockcomics.com. 1 1. 11o'clockcomics.com. No plastic. We made a promise last week for the record. We did. We did. We haven't kept yet. It's coming. It's coming. I have multiple ideas that I'm going to I turn, it, I turn into. into you no, know, you've kept it. I'm sorry. Let me be clear. David, who so lovingly created the site, has kept his end of the bargain up. Vince and I have been right, deficient. We have. And you know what pisses me off? In the past week, I must have seen at least five comic outlets interview Josh Bayer. And that, really? that pisses me off to no end because I could have had him from jump. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I that I dropped the ball. I'm not going to do it now because it'll just be like you know I'm bandwagoning. I I have been preaching his his um, to that choir for no, that's stupid. Why did I say that? I have been preaching on Josh Bayer for day one, and now because mm-hmm. they went to Fantagraphics, everybody's getting on it. Oh, this guy's all yeah, he is, and I you know so I I missed the boat on that one. That's my bad. I don't even know why I included that. 
feeling it. I am. I'm feeling it. Yeah, Hetty Topper was the beer I couldn't remember in the intro. It just came to me. <laughs> I'm old. All right, more comics. Somebody else talk because. So I'm done. Dap, are you uh, are you uh, up to date on either Champions or U.S. Avengers? This is my rest period. Let's go dig in there. What's the latest issue of Champions? Foe. When did that come out? It was in the comicsology because you're the one that posted it. So. Yeah. Um, I may be current on... I'm definitely not current on U.S. Avengers. So if you want to talk about that, by all means... Well, I'll just say this. As you all know, I, I gushed about the first issue. thought it was amazeballs. Um, this issue took a big step back for me. Oh. It was fine, but it really got uh, – how do I say? We started getting into – you know, the first issue introduced us to the villain of the Golden Skull, which is like the Red Skull with the Golden Skull instead. And, uh, and, and we had the – the Captain America 20XX show up, the, the female. Um, so we're drawn into that, and then she introduces, she gives the background of the Golden Skull and so forth, so on, um, which is cool and all. And then we kind of go up against him, but but uh, it's this weird thing where they, Bobby DaCosta, who is a billionaire, um, takes the rest of the team to a, a cocktail party where other billionaires are because he figures that's a good way to track down the Golden Skull. And uh, the party is hosted by Bryce Wine, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um, and, like, it's fine. Like, it's totally fine. But it just felt like a, a regular old issue of a comic book versus the really fun first issue, which, again, I was partial to because I love getting the team together issues, and that's the first issue was. So... Whereas the first issue was like a 10 out of 10 for me. The second issue was like a 6 maybe. Uh-huh. Like it's like, all right, cool. Like cool, but just didn't keep the momentum going, you know? So I was a little bummed about that. I was wondering if you felt the same, but you haven't read it yet, so. I think the art's pretty cool. No, no, no. I have no issues with the art. It's just the story. I, I just felt like the story kind of slowed down. Right. You know? And it, so, the the, uh, the Bryce Wine section almost looks like... Um, the dinner party from uh, the uh, the Dark Knight when they both when ba- they threw them. doesn't it look like it kinda no well maybe it's just me maybe a little bit <laughs> mayhap okay mayhap not Ron Burgundy <laughs> yeah Ron Burgundy <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay Jane you ignorant slut oh, um. Yeah, it's the good stuff. Now, and you said you are not, uh, you're also not up to date on Champions? Champions, yes. Yes, you are, or no, you're not. No, I'm not, no, I'm not. Well, I'll just tell you this. Uh, <laughs> I've really been enjoying Champions quite a bit as well. They strongly imply that the Champions are getting a new member at the end of this issue. And if it's true, it's like Saltpeter oh. to me. Oh, who could it's that like, possibly be in the Marvel Universe? I know, right? Um, you, you want to take a guess? 
Uh, Miles Morales. No, I love Miles. He's in it already. Oh, he's already in it? <laughs> it shows you how much I'm reading it. Um, you said his soul, Peter, not yours. So it's a it's a kid book, right? They're young. It's a book about the younger Right, yeah, they're young the, heroes. The, you know, Wade because Wade's Wade, remember he, he he separated the books. He had the Avengers book with that combo, so now the champions are the young kids that used to be in the Avengers and now the Avengers are just Avengers, Okay. So. Young kids it's Salt Peter to Jason. Gwenpool. Yes. Bingo! Who knows you? <laughs> yep. I was like, yeah. "Come on, no, no, not Gwenpool! Come on!" Yep. Yeah. Even I have my limits. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cute. So, what? I've been enjoying it, so I'm not going to just give it up summarily. But I, I, I'm, I'm not loving the idea of throwing Gwenpool into the mix. Why? Why is that? You just don't like the character. I just for want the reason. character to be just. I mean, by definition, the character is derivative of a derivative, and I don't understand it. I don't understand the appeal. Okay. Um, I've never know, read like, anything with Gwenpool, so I don't know. It's it's uh, Gwenpool is like the comic embodiment of Super the. Uh, no, well, that well, I was going to say like of the in the, from a real world analog uh, of the internet meme celebrity. Okay. Like like the Kardashians, like the Kardashians are famous because they're famous, right? Like, right? Like, I mean, they're famous because we know who they are. They're not famous because of any accomplishment other than the fact that they're famous, right? right. Like, that's what Gwenpool is. I mean, Gwenpool was drawn as a variant cover as a joke, and has now become like a real character. Mm. But it's an amalgam of Deadpool and Gwen Stacy slash Spider Gwen. But she doesn't have any powers, and she's actually – I don't know if people don't know. Gwenpool, in a very short time, is supposed to be – the history of hers, that she's supposed to be from our Earth, like the actual tangible Earth, like you know, like the real world. And then she gets sent to the comic Earth. And so as a result of that, she was a comic geek in our Earth, so she knows lots of stuff. She knows about the world's history. She knows all the secret identities of everybody. She knows their vulnerabilities. So as a result, even though she's a normal girl, she's an effective assassin because she knows everybody's stuff. She knows where you know she knows everything about everybody. Um, who created Gwenpool? Well, again, I, I can't remember who did the variant cover. Someone drew the variant cover, and then it just became a thing. Oh, and then they could now now she's got her own book. Um, they did like a backup story for her in some annual. Uh, maybe it was the Howard the Duck annual, actually, and then mm-hmm. and then they turned her into this ongoing series where she's like a hyper-violent regular girl, but just because she's from our Earth, she has an edge on everybody. So, it's just not, it's just not my thing, I don't know. And I know, just like for lots of people, they, I mean, lots, look, lots of people hate Deadpool. I get it. But for me, it's like the derivative of the derivative I don't, I don't understand. Gotcha. It doesn't so. seem very appealing to me at all, either. So. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't, I don't know. Don't know what to say. It's your choice. It's my thing. Do what you want to do. Right. What else do we have? I have more stuff. Bring it. All right. This, this, pardon me? It's like you're taking a deep breath. Because it's a big book. It's it's a big book. It, It is... Um, let's see. I don't know if the page is... It's, it's almost It's almost 300 pages. 
and I have been extremely lax in in keeping up with this series, not uh, purchasing but talking about, because mm-hmm. uh, in my library there's very few things better than this. Yeah, it's from Fantagraphics, and it is volume five of mm-hmm. the Floyd Gottfriedson Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse. Oh, nice. Yeah, it. Godfredson is on the same level as Carl Barks, and that is saying a lot. Uh, they do it differently, and they approach it from from different perspectives. Like Barks is a lot about the history and the exploration and the adventure, whereas uh, Floyd did things well very differently. And uh, a lot of the Mickey strips were gag related, but in this volume, the majority of them are story based, which is awesome because not only does the, this includes one two three four five six seven stories it includes mm-hmm. pretty much the story for which godfredson is known and that is mickey mouse outwits the phantom blot it's the very very first appearance of the phantom blot okay i you know me i'm not crazy about the disney cartoons but the comics, for some reason, they just grab me by the heart. I don't know why. They, I, yep. ever, ever since I've been a kid, it's it's um, Walt Disney on TV, nothing. Did, didn't do anything for me. But the comics, I couldn't get enough of them, especially Barks. And then through Barks, I found Godfredson because the names are often mentioned in tandem. When you talk to the great, great Disney artists, those two are the top. To me and mm-hmm. to, to many people. But I read this whole thing. And um, I buy the uh, the Godfredson Library in the slipcase editions. You can get – each book is $34.99. They're hardcovers, landscape format, really beautifully produced. They have a ton of ancillary material, history of the strips. Um, they, they frame each strip perfectly when it appeared, what the reaction was, um, what – did it become in the annals of Disney Anna? Like, how was it received? And you know, it just mm-hmm. they cover all the bases in these things. But Fantagraphics releases two volumes in a slip crate case for like fifty bucks, and you can get them on Amazon for less, sometimes less than thirty dollars. That's less than the price of one volume. So I usually wait till two volumes are published, and then I'll, I'll buy the slipcase version. And I have all of them, but. I haven't gotten around to reading all of them, and I saw them all on the shelves. And I'm like, damn, I got a lot of Mickey to read, so I'm going to bring mm-hmm. some, bring some Mickey to the show this week. And that's exactly what I did. Um, the stories, Jason, the first one will please you to no end because Mickey is a mighty whale hunter. That's nice. that, that's the name of the story. Um, there's a whale called Barney. And they, okay. call, they call him that because he's got barnacles all over him. All right. and, and he's disrupting the fishing lanes. He's causing okay. a lot of problems. He's chasing all the fish away. And there's a reward put out for the uh, removal, let's put it that way, of, of Barney. So Mickey mm-hmm. and Goofy sign up and they go on the ship and they, they're, they become whalers. Now, when you think Mickey Mouse, you don't think killing a whale would, no. be, would be something in Mickey Mouse's wheelhouse. But this, as the story pans out, the whale never gets killed. So it, it's kind of safe in a sense, but 
the the premise is I'm going to join this this boat and kill a whale. That's kind of mm-hmm. dark for Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah, and and Mickey. Peg like <laughs> Peg like Pete um, uh, enters the picture at, at one point. It's just a great story. But mm-hmm. Godfredson uses craft tint paper. I've told you guys about craft tint paper, right? Yeah. Yes. Different two different solutions produce different um, hatching effects, and when used in tandem, you get three different mm-hmm. levels of gray. You get okay, and all the stories in this book were done on craft tint paper, and they're gorgeous. Oh my god, they're phenomenal. And these are all newspaper strips that were collected. So. Um, this book spans February 7th, 1938 to April 20th, 1940. So what mm-hmm. does that tell you, Jason, 1938? What happened around that time in America? Well, we're going to see a lot of war stuff, right? Yes. And what else? Stock market crash, right? Sure. Well, no. Around that time. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, when, when was nothing. it? 30, 30 what? The stock market crash. Uh. Like well, twenty-eight or something. It was it was twenty-nine. Was the okay. major crash that caused the Great Depression? Right. So, so you're talking about that's ten years later. Twenty-nine, right to thirty-eight. Okay, yeah. So, but here's the deal: the after effects of that terrible, terrible time are in this book because after Mickey does his thing on the whaleboat, he comes back, and mm-hmm. all of the money. See, Mickey was always rich. They'd never tell you that, but Mickey was stinking rich because he helped someone and because he helped them, he was award, like the person that he helped gave him a huge cash of money. So Mickey invested, yeah, Mickey invested it. So the game is to be paid, not to be played. I, whatever that means, I guess. Um, but, but Mickey invested it and after he gets off the whaleboat, he comes home to find that the stock market crashed again and all of his money, he's totally wiped out. He's broke. He's broke. So he has to Maybe take. He broke. He takes a job as a plumber's helper, right? Damn. Then it goes on where Mickey Mouse meets Robinson Crusoe, and it's it's a cool story, but it's it's kind of a slippery slope. These obviously were done in the 30s and and mm-hmm. in 1940. There are a lot of racist elements uh-huh. in these books. Okay. When Mickey's on the boat, there is a cook. And his name is High C. And he's Chinese. He's Chinese. And this is how he talks. But you no catchy whale. You empty slops. You scrub pots and pans. Taking orders from punk sailor. Guys, no sense. Like, today, this grates. It's, 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 it's a little, it's a little much. Yeah. But you have to look at it. You go now. You've been here four hours. No, really. You have to look at it from a historical point where it may not be right, but that's how it was done. And it's right, art. It's right. art. Well, it's like you the got old it. Warner Brothers cartoon yeah. where you see you know, Humphrey Bogart get the cigar blown up in his face. Mm-hmm. So he's going to talk like, you know. It, so, no, it, we can't. It is grating. It's, it's, it's embarrassing, but we can't erase our our history it's, right. it's the way it was to the world and it's, it's it not gets, pretty it and gets worse from it it gets, it gets worse because of course it does because in in uh robinson crusoe mm-hmm. he meets friday and friday is uh a native uh drawn with you know he's he's black but his under the nose from the nose to the chin he's white 
you know how they did that to make it seem like the the giant giant lips it's and it's it's a little bit it's a little embarrassing to to experience this stuff, especially mm-hmm. when the character talks like, "Oh yes, ah, we was asleep when we fought." You know what I mean? It's like Kingfish. It's 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 like Ike Willis on um, Zappa's Thingfish talking into, "Oh, I'm a the Kingfish." Well, this how this character talks. It's how all the black characters talk in this. And there's they address that in the book. They um, Godfredson had some mix- misgivings of doing that. And he tried to wrangle the narrative to make those characters do things that weren't normally associated with those characters in the public eye. Like they're mm-hmm. heroes in some spots and they, they, they add to the, they lead Mickey to solve the, the, the problems. You know, they're not just, they're not just stereotypes just to be stereotypes. They're there as, mm-hmm. you know, gosh darn characters. Um, in this book, it's very historically important because it's the period where Mickey's eyes turned from the 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 Pac-Man like pie wedge that he always had to he gets actual pupils, and it all happens in this Robinson Crusoe because um, he gets a call from Walt Disney, and Walt's like, "Hey, you want to be in a new picture? I'm doing Robinson Crusoe," and he has the pie eyes. Mm-hmm. And Mickey goes on set, and when they start shooting the movie, his eyes turn from the pie eyes to the pupils, and they stay that way forever. That's really neat. Like it, the, yeah. it, within the strip, they show the movie theater, the movie, uh, su- st- sorry, set, and the cameras and everything. And Mickey's going over his lines, and then he enters the set with Robinson Crusoe, and his eyes change, and they never go back to the to the pie eye. That they were. That to me, that is really neat to see a character transition from. That's cool. There's a definite point where he made, and it, that's a, this story. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love it. Um, but the the showstopper in this is the Phantom Blot story, and it is nasty. It's nasty. Um, the Phantom Blot shows up, and he starts stealing cameras, very specific make and model of cameras. And he steals them and he breaks them open and he leaves the busted camera and he moves on and steals another. And he breaks it and leaves the the pieces and he steals another. But so Mickey's brought in. There's, there's, there's a policeman that Mickey becomes friends with and then later the, the commissioner and he becomes friends with him. So they bring him in on these Mm -hmm. cases. I don't know why because he's Mickey Mouse, right? And, um, the blot captures Mickey a number of times. And he he puts him in these Rube Goldberg kind of traps, but they're deadly. Like there there's strings going all over the place. He has a, in one he has a uh, a cat in a room, and there's a fish hanging from a string, and the string goes on this pulley and this other thing, and it's it's attached to the trigger of a gun, and it's pointed right at Mickey's head. So when the cat jumps up to get the fish, it pulls it down and it pulls the trigger and blows Mickey's head off. Like, that's nuts. And then there's another one where he's, the guy doses Mickey. He gives him sleeping pills and puts him on a, a rafter with a noose around his neck. So mm-hmm. when he falls off the rafter, he hangs himself. Like, that's crazy. You don't think of Walt Disney and those kind of despicable traps. Like, you're talking death here in a, right. di- in a Disney strip. But, um, and then in the back pages later on in the fifties, those, the phantom blot was reprinted. But they went in and they changed the traps to be less bloodthirsty. 
That's cool. And you get all that in this book. I cannot recommend these things more. The the Fanographics, uh, Godfritzen Library is great and the Karl Barks Library is great. You should get, if, if you are seriously interested in where we've come from comics, mm-hmm. you need to get these books. Because the production values are incredible. The, the, the content is amazing and you, you'll learn something from these. They sound terrific. Do you have, you get these? I do. I don't. You don't even get the Carl Barks ones? No, I feel dumb for not, for not getting them now. Um, I don't be dumb. Uh, just don't do it. You just like, you buy so much that these may have been outside the radar. But I mean, if you ever get yeah. the, if you ever get the chance to scoop them up, I, I would do so because I've seen your comic room and these really belong on those shelves. Maybe at uh, when we're all at Heroes together in uh, the summer, you can remind me to go find them at a dealer. Yes, yes. And Don Rosa is another name that I would utter. I love how you just dap. You love how you just right. No, it just can't, when things come into the head, I gotta get rid of them because they don't come back in. But yes, at Heroes, we'll we'll scoop these up for you. Nice. And we'll you'll need to pay many many dollars to get them back because your luggage is going to be so freaking heavy it's all good did i check my luggage son funny <laughs> <laughs> wait funny wait aloud <laughs> yeah you're funny so what else we got i'm done what else i want to hear done? more you're wiped out uh that's all my notes that's my entire list of things i've wow. read this week. i have nothing for the in your travels i'm gonna have to to scrounge See what else I you want to talk, Southern Bastard? <sighs> yes, do this. Um, oh man, uh, no. no, we, we can save it. We can save it. No, no, no. We can definitely we can talk about it um, because it is a. I was going to preface it by saying, you know, we 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 talked about things we didn't like it to be or we weren't keen on in the beginning. And there are definitely parts of this story that I'm not keen on, but that's because of the way the story is told, and I'm not supposed to like what's going on about it. So, yes, it is. it is The Southern Best number 16 is a very, I don't I don't think powerful is, is the right, it expresses what I'm trying to say, but it is, it's, it's, it's another chapter in, Coach Boss's story where yeah. the team has lost two games in a row mm-hmm. and Coach Boss doesn't lose. And even though football is his life and he lives and breathes this game and there is nothing holier or more sacred than football, he actually stoops so low that as much as I did not like him from the beginning when he kills Earl, because we all thought it was going to be Earl's story, and we're Mm -hmm. like, wow, okay, this man is an asshole and a half. And then we continue to see his story where you know he he wanted to try it out for the team too small. Dad's an asshole, and and you know, oh well, maybe we kind of feel bad for him because yeah, he, he's, he's been like, dealt a rough hand, yep. and and he's trying to overcome. But no, he is he is a miserable piece of shit, and the yeah. fact that he went to do something in this issue that just absolutely, 
And and I love how he all right. Spoilers for Southern Bastard number sixteen. Um in order f- to make sure that the running rebels do not lose a third game in a row, Coach Boss is deciding to take matters into his own hands and he takes the the limb, the 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 club that we saw earlier in the series in the series, and he decides to pay a visit to was he a running back? Wasn't a quarterback. He's a receiver. Yeah. Okay. Um to the to 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 the their upcoming opponents star player. He's going to his house not to and I love how he tries to justify it. He's like, listen, it's just it's just the next game. I'm mm-hmm. not I'm not gonna kill you. We just I can't and and he tries to explain it to this kid. It's like listen, I'm not wearing a mask. You see my face, you see I'm doing this because I want you to know how important this is for, I don't feel good about what I'm about to do. And I'm like, I don't, I don't give a shit. I just, yeah. I'm watching this happen. And I'm like, you are a, there are very few things that are as low as you are right now in this story. And, you know, well, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think the cool thing though is that like coach boss knows it too, right? Like, yes, like coach boss is a crime Lord. He's a murderer. He's a, he's, he's the, you know, he's the crime boss of his town and he is a deplorable, amoral human being. Uh, but this, as David said, is a new low. Like, like football was always sacred to him. He, he, he would, he, again, he was willing to do anything in, for the, for the sake of crime. But when it came to what happened on the field, he won fair and square. He, 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 that was sort of sacred, like his religion. And now it's gotten to the point where because he's lost two games in a row, he is breaking his own lifelong vows. And that's how bad it's gotten. And even he knows it's just like not, this is like not, like not what he wants to do, you know? And the best is the kid, right? Like the kid's just like, all right, man, you do you, but like just know that you're a mark ass bitch. Like, yep. Like you're going to do what you're going to do and I can't stop you because you're in my house and you got my family. But like, that's just fucking whack. Like, He's like, I was looking forward to, you know, I heard a lot about you, but I always respected you as a coach, and I was looking forward to shaking your hand. And even if you beat me, I was going to tell you, you know, it was going to be an honor to compete against you. Um, so I just thought it was so powerful. You know, one of the things I think that that Aaron is so good is just, it's just, you know, creating these layers in these characters, right, and just making them very complex. And uh, this is just another example of that, right, where, where you know, you just like you said, I mean. You know, I, I try and I, I know I, I know you guys weren't all up in that scalp like I was, which I thought was one of my favorite books since we've done the show. And, you know, um, Red I mean, Scalped was a book where there were no truly good people. It was a lot of complex people with massive flaws. And, you know, Red Crow was the, the, the Native American crime lord in that book. And he did the same thing where he would toy with you and every now and then make you think like, no, Red Crow's, you know, maybe he's not the horrible person we think he is because of a circumstance and then he'd kind of slap you bitch slap you in the face like and be like nah he's he's as bad as he thought he was and he's kind of doing that with this it's like nah you know I fucked with you I made you think like Coach Boss was maybe a product of his environment kind of forced into this life but but nah nah he's he's deplorable you should hate him you know there's it's and it's not it really was a there's no taking it back because even if yeah, there's no taking even it back, though yeah. Even though 
the the kid shows up fractured leg fuck it i'm i'm still playing you didn't you didn't take me out i'm going to so even though this kid is is showing up and it doesn't matter whether it's it, it does not matter that it's the first time it's the only time boss has taken it to this level there's something that is as as soon as as soon as Theron saw Boss in his house in his bedroom, and Boss gives him his speech. Theron even says it. It's like, dude, it's like I thought you were the shit, and you this is your life. But now I know that all those games you won. May have been due to intimidation or beating the shit out of someone else. It's yeah. like how how big you must feel right now. It doesn't it, it doesn't doesn't matter that he never did it before, but the yeah. fact that now someone thinks that this is who he really is that that made it worth reading this issue because it it was it was it was hard to take initially, but mm-hmm. as, as as once you see this kid hobble onto the field. And Burt Reynolds tells Coach Boss a thing or two. It it was it was so worth it to see this kid get in his face again. And even though he's entirely fucked up, mm-hmm. still takes the game to the limit. And and the issue ends with with, with what? It's tie, or it's about to yeah, be a tie. A but tie. I mean, it's, it's a tie. So Vince, I mean, just so you know, like what happens is is the 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 kid. You know, they beat the kid up to they break his leg and stuff, and then. As his parents are in ICU. His parents yeah. can't make it to the game. As the game's about to start, the kid that, that he beat up walks out onto the field. Oh, really? Yeah. And he walks right past him. And he's just like, gives him like, like, all right, bitch, it's on. You know, like, and like, at that point, because it's live in front of you know twenty thousand people, he can't do anything about it. And and the kid basically is contained the whole game because he's he's got a broken leg, right? But then like. The, the other team is trailing by a touchdown, and sure enough, with time running out, that kid catches a touchdown and and ties the game and bucks with boss even more. So with a broken like, leg? And that's and that's yeah. the thing. And, and and boss even tells tells his uh his shitbird defensive coach, he's like, listen, just tell every son of a bitch on defense to take out that fucking leg. Yeah. He does the Daniel Son sweep the leg type of yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's just and, and while while the game's going on, two of Boss's lackeys are hanging back and I'm guessing someone who uh someone who knows Theron or at least his family, his parents, they're um because they're wearing um Theron's team sweaters, the um the Super Bolts, they show up with Uzis and take these two dudes out. So um and that's and that's <laughs> that's what Florby's like that that's where the issue ends is just with, with, with this gun firing in. Hey, okay, yeah, here, here's some letters, but Jesus Christ, Gut Check Part 2 was tough to read and, and, and rough. It, it just, man, I, it's, Southern, Southern Bastards is not something I can binge on. I can't read three or four issues mm-hmm. in a 
It's definitely, I'm glad it comes out when it comes out, and I'll read it when it comes out, but it's not something, I, I'm not going to let issues of Southern Bastards pile up, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll get through those next four, and mm-hmm. I, ain't no way, ain't no way. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that the, one of the things that's cool about Southern Bastards, the reason they're doing this book is because Jason and Jason are both from the Deep South, and they, they really wanted to make a book that was an homage to that, and... um you know, I mean, for, for those of our listeners who either aren't sports fans or maybe aren't quite sure, I mean, to be clear, I mean, this is what Deep South football is like. It is a religion, and the guys that win are the kings of their world. And if you start losing, you become a pariah. Like, these towns live and die for their teams to win football games. So... I can't imagine when you got a guy as unhinged and as innately evil as Coach Boss is to have his first bad season, you know, in decades, if not ever. It's, it's, you can imagine what he's probably willing to do now. Yeah. Right? Like he's, he's unhinged. So it's going to be kind of fun. And by fun, you mean bloodthirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I got to get back up on that. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. It could be your uh, favorite crime and mystery for 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, Dick. <laughs> so when uh, when they announced this new Batman and the Outsider, I mean the new Justice League series. <laughs> I knew it. Um, coming out <laughs> of uh, Justice League Suicide Squad. There were two characters that I was like super stoked to see on the cover that were going to be on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being the main man, Lobo. The other. He is the main man. Being the Ray. So I'm like, all right, I, I don't know what the Ray's been up to in this new 52 universe. And, um, I haven't, I, I I'm waiting for it to, finish completely and I'll, I'll get I'll read the entire story of, of the Justice League Suicide Squad event um, so let me read this 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 Ray this Justice League of America the Ray Rebirth issue and it's not the Ray from the Jaxie Harris Joe Casado or, or the uh, oh no Priest um, Porter Series, it's it's the same mm-hmm. character. It's Ray Terrell. It's it's it looks like him, but it's not. Um, it's a different take on the character. Whereas you know you have there's some characters that are always going to somewhere deep down. That's whether it's Superman, Batman, Death. There there are certain characters that are just always going to that that's in their DNA. That that's their blueprint, and and you can't really. It, it's like you and I know who we like, like Blue Devil, but if they decided to do something different where, you know, he's not a stuntman or an effects dude who, mm-hmm. who uh, you know, gets trapped in his own uh, suit and he's actually, you know, like a, a, a demon from hell who happens to be blue. That that's a different take on the character. So that that that's where I'm going with with this. This is not the this character, this version of Ray, who years ago with his mom lived outside Philadelphia. Um, he was 
born and lived in in a world of darkness. There, there, there could be very, there could be almost no light in the house. The TV, the small little tube TV, could only be on for an hour or so at a time, and and because anything more than that, um, bad things would happen. This this is written by Steve Orlando, uh, Stephen Byrne. Does your art and color? Um, the art is it. it the art works. It, it's it. It's kind of nineties in a way. It's it, it's almost like um, Howard Porter from the nineties kind of thing. I'm, I'm I'm reading it and I'm looking. Some of it reminds me of like Underworld Unleashed, things like that. But um, Ray's mom is basically making herself a martyr because she's like, listen, you know, it's your birthday, and he's like, oh great, do we get candles? She's like, don't fucking ask me that because you know what's going to happen. You can't you can't have candles and and like just you asking it is just aggravating mom and and uh she's like you know i i have to i have to live like this too i have one window in my bedroom that i get to look and it's like as if as if what this kid has to go through it's somehow so much worse for mom and it's just so right away we don't like mom um ray had one friend growing up and that's and this is the reason why um nobody's coming over for ray's birthday because uh even though, you know, Ray's best friend Caden wasn't allowed to come over because when Caden brought over um, the Polaroid camera from the previous birthday from last year, the flash went off and it caused the reaction in Ray and Caden got hurt in the process. So now, like, you know, nobody ever comes over to Ray's house. So Ray is basically kind of just trapped at home. He's the Pennsylvania night boy. He, he uh, they've been, he's, he's like bat boy and stories have been written about him. Um, but Ray happens to be gay and he leaves home, runs away from home one night and the moonlight powers him up somewhat and he's able to just, he, he, he goes flying, ends up, uh, at a neighborhood couple of guys and their friends call him over introduces himself but the um because he was under a street lamp the uh he he ends up kind of like crackling all up and and not frying the dude but a reaction occurs and and and, and everybody kind of wigs out but ray realizes that he's able to turn himself invisible and um that's when we kind of like just Fast forward four years later and, and he's kind of just doing things. He's, he's helping people out. Um, he's kind of just watching the world while, while he's invisible and he's seeing, you know, some of the bad things that are happening in the world. Turns out that his friend Caden is running for mayor in, uh, Oregon in, in the city of, um, city of vanity in Oregon. And, and, um, so, uh, there are, there's a dude who kind of looks like, um, what the hell was the, uh, the Dusty Able drawn character from Superman fans? It wasn't U.S. agent, but you know, sent, um, Liberty, the, the, the dude with the, um, you know who I'm talking about. He, he was in the, he was from the Superman books. Union Jack? No, 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 no. He had, he, the he one had, with the, had, that was in the dark period that, oh, I don't know who you're talking about. 
Damn it. Sentinel of Liberty. Because he was, he hung out with like Supergirl and, and, uh, I don't even, well, that's a... gets, right. So, um, so this dude shows up who kind of has, it, it, it was weird. He, he reminded me of, of, of that character, but he's, he's here to like assassinate Caden because, um, Caden is also gay and, and he's, he's trying to just, you know, bring this city, like, to make it a little bit more progressive. So, so people can be a little bit more accepting and, and, um, tolerant, but I guess th- th- there's some bigots who don't want that. So he's, he's going to take Caden out, but the Ray leaps into action, saves Caden and, um, and they have a little bit of a, a of a, um, exchange back and forth, but then he, it, it's, it wasn't, a, it was, it should, it should have been a zero issue. A lot of it just felt like it, it's, it was him telling him this. The, the whole story is written as a letter from Ray to Caden and, and, uh, it, it ends with, you know, Ray just saying that, uh, he's, he's basically in control now and, uh, he's, he's trying to do his best to just live life and, and, um, be his own person, um, while helping others. And hey, it was just like, it ends with, with follow the adventures of the Ray next month in, in JLA rebirth number one. But it, 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 it didn't, it kind of felt padded out. It just, it wasn't a, it wasn't a strong introduction for the character for me. I, 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 I think there's some great things about this version of the Ray, and I still like the Ray's look. I love that the the the, the stark black with, against the the golden yellow. It just it, it it's a real sweet look, and and I've always been a fan of 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 the outfit. But um, I just wasn't. This was uh, I, I my inner travels would be much more upbeat, but this this wasn't. Um, I kind of just. Wanted something a little bit more, especially with the Ray, because I when that was the last time anybody saw the Ray, so it was just mm-hmm. it, was, it was a bit of a bummer for me to to kind of I I'm looking forward to more of the character based on this, but as far as you know this I, th- this didn't feel like this needed to be a whole issue to tell this story. I agree. I do like the Silver Blade le- reference, though. That was cool. I knew you would. I knew you would. Yeah, but uh, the art it's okay. Yeah, it's it's kind of something's up with Caden's hand. I thought when he was when when he injured Caden that he like shrunk his right hand at one point because that is a real tiny hand. Yeah, I mean there's no, <laughs> there's nothing specifically wrong with the art. It's just it it's there. It, it it there's really nothing. I don't I don't think there's anything very inspired about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there you go. Agent Liberty. Agent Liberty. Gotcha. Can you picture it yet? I can. Okay. Now that you mention it. Yeah, so this dude who shows up, because what's, uh, yeah, because even, even Homeboy says the Sons of Liberty are going to stop you. Mm-hmm. So. Bitches. I guess they're, they're going to bring that back, you sons of bitches. But yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. We bringing it home? Bringing it home. All right. Jason has spoken. Hey everybody. Huh. 
If, like it's my decision. If you would like to get anything that we talk about here, there's only really one place to go, and that's Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Listen closely because it's the last time you're going to hear them. Daniel Warren Johnson's Extremity, number one, $1.99. Uh, Dark Horse, uh, Neil Gaiman, American Gods, Shadows, number one, $1.99. And the pattern is broken by Valiant. Exo Manowar, number one. Matt Kent, LaRosa, and Giarello. My goodness. 99 cents you can have it for. In your travels, I am a big fan of the new status quo with the Hasbro verse at uh, yes, IDW. Yeah, and I. Okay. Right. I, I read. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I read the first three issues of Optimus Prime. Written by John Barber, art by Kay Zama, color art by Josh Burcham. It's a really neat take on mm-hmm. on this section of the Transformer verse because um, it, it starts off with an Autobot named Hefter, who was a forklift. His alt form was a forklift, and and he he didn't want to be a forklift. He he wanted to go. Uh, into space and would be a beautiful and, swarm and culturally if if your your alt mode is a like a power loader or a forklift you you don't go into space it's like jetfire whose alt alt mode is a, a a beautiful airplane designed for war yet jetfire wants to be a scientist so mm-hmm. so this series is all about cultural conditioning and what uh, things that are imposed upon you as opposed to what you really want to be. Uh, Optimus is brought in. See, Hefter's murdered. He was an Autobot who was preaching the Decepticon uh, credo, and he was murdered. And uh, Optimus, who was a police officer in this time, before he was Optimus Prime, he was Orion. Is that Pax. new to the history, or is that established already? I think this is new. Yeah, it's sad yeah I think this is new. well. No, the police officer. No, that's not new. But, oh, okay. but this mur- this murder uh, is so Optimus is is brought in to to suss out the uh, details of the murder and what he mm-hmm. finds challenges his belief systems. Okay. Um, that's in the past. In the present, Optimus is now the cultural liaison between the Transformers and the White House. What with them having a base um, uh, above, you know, Washington and and bringing the Earth into the the, the coalition of of planets. And it's mm-hmm. it's a I like this approach because it's not all it's not all you know robot versus robot. There are things in here to think about. And um, it's action-packed, but it's equally um, – there's a lot of politics in this. There's a, there's a, um, a mystery component to it. So it's, it's layers above what we've expected from the right. Transformers. Not at IDW. They've been doing it – they're doing it up good with John Barber and company. But like the Dreamwave stuff was good, but it, you know, it, it, was, it was a lot of fans. What are you laughing at? No, you just say Dreamwave, and I just think about everybody who's uh, still waiting on money. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come tomorrow. I know it. Um, but no, the day now. The art's different for a Transformers book. 
um, Zama, his his humans look a little like Larry Stroman. Oh. No, not bad Larry Stroman. Uh, you know, just that Stroman vibe. There, there, there's a lot of darks and a lot. They're, they're very, um, they're very animated, and the body language is is very flamboyant. It's, it's good. Oversized badonkas. No, there's also um, Cybertronian tech that has been found on the streets, being wielded by humans. And the Cybertronians have put measures into place to stop this from happening, yet it's still happening. So Optimus mm-hmm. has to get to the, the root of that too. It's an, it's a neat little book. It's, it's, it's very different. It's a different kind of Transformers book. So, so read it. And G.I. Joe's in it. Jason won't like mm-hmm. that, but. It's, <laughs> sorry. They're in the book. You know, they're buddies now for life. They are. For life. Ride or die bitches. They should be. Ah. <sighs> In your travels, um, I was doing my damnedest to catch up on some. Well, I wanted to finish the Victim Syndicate, which was the previous arc in Detective Comics by um, James Dean the Fourth. And uh, what issues are that? Is that a couple different artists? But it is issues. Um, is it 930, 940, 943, 2, all the way through 947. Cool. Um, and it is a, it's a hell of a story. There's, um, it doesn't, there are, there's some changes by the end of the arc. It's, it's, um, the team is not what it used to be. And um, I think we talked about the first issue or two of, of, of this arc. The victims are um, a group of rogues who are going after Batman because they all have been affected by his actions at one point or another. Um, it was, for example, uh, if... Um, the Batman was fighting Clayface and uh, Clayface while he was deranged and, and, and evil um, attacked a production assistant and, and whatever. And, and basically he infected her and, and now she can, it looks like a walking blob of a person. So everybody has had their lives ruined by something, not by Batman directly, but by his him stopping um, something happening, a, a, a crime, and, and they're led by the first victim. We do not know who the first victim is because the first victim has uh, no fingertips. There's no DNA on record as far as you know anything in any database. Um, because the first victim's face is completely covered. Um, I have a feeling that this person became who they are because they were around a, a, a battle between Batman and Joker. Um, I don't know who else he, I, I don't know where they would have been around. It, it's just me trying to figure things out. However, um, 
Batwing is brought into the group, uh, who of course is, uh, Lucius Fox's son. He, um, he's kind of filling in for the absent or who they think is deceased, Tim Drake. Uh, but everybody, and, and you have people who are still dealing with losing Tim, uh, specifically Stephanie. And she doesn't exactly, she's not behaving quite like herself. She's not, uh, she's not taking care of the team in this storyline, but it's, um, the, the art has been really strong through, um, through a lot of it. Barrows, Eddie Barrows hasn't drawn every issue in this arc, but the, uh, the issues he did get the handle look absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, this particular arc ends with, with basically a new, um, kind of a new team in a sense it, there's um only be it, it, it not it's not entirely the same lineup as when this the the detective comics post rebirth kicked off and the last couple of pages uh of the arc will probably interest a few people um because we cut to um well I'm not going to Spoiler for anybody, but, uh, no, I thought it was a, um, it, again, it wasn't, wasn't a happy storyline and, and, you know, it, there's, there's, there's one part where, um, they're actually, Batman is actually threatened where, you know, you, you don't have to come clean. You don't have to reveal your identity, but if you, I'll, I'll tell everybody who you are if you don't walk away now, if you don't. Just stop what you're doing, so this way nobody else gets hurt. And and the argument for needing a Batman is because just if if we're not here, just because we're if we go away, just just because we are here doesn't mean the bad guys are are, are coming for us. There's always going to be bad guys. So if if we go away, you won't have that line of defense. And um, mm-hmm. there's there's there, there were some arguments for and against, and um, there was uh. The bat signal was dismantled at one point, so um Batman and, and the crew didn't know about a shootout that the cops were having with uh with some gangbangers, but luckily um nobody was seriously hurt, none of the cops were injured, so um you know, they're they're trying to Batman and Batwoman are having a conversation about whether or not, you know, what are we really needed and and do we have to you know, should we scale back and just let the cops do their job? And, um, but the, the next arc, which I'll start later, I believe has to do with, um, Batwoman because it, uh, Batman is having her, um, she's going to have to go talk to dad who of course was captured, um, in the arc prior to this one. And it's, it's, um, Batwoman Begins is is the name of that storyline, but it's um I'll get to that eventually. But the um which I guess will tie will, will then lead into um maybe her ongoing series. I don't know, but yeah, I I just it's 
we haven't talked about Detective in a while, so I had to catch up on it, and, and I am quite glad I did. Gotta, I gotta catch up on last few issues because that is one of DC's best books at present. That you are not kidding. I know this. Uh, in your travels, I'm gonna keep it uh, keep it to a different medium. Um, as Vince already mentioned, uh, make sure you go to eleven o'clock comics dot com, uh, where there is uh, fresh and clean complimentary content uh, for your perusal. Uh, and then also. If you uh, are part of the uh, 1.6 billion people who are a member of Facebook, um, then I would ask that you uh, go to our group because um, it's been a lot of fun this week. We have almost 1,300 members on the Facebook group, and we asked y'all to say hello and introduce yourself, and it's been a blast. It's uh, We've had over 150 people introduce themselves this week to the uh, to the group many of which uh, we haven't heard from in a long time or haven't heard from ever. So there's another almost 1,100 of you that uh, still haven't said hello or chimed in in a while. So by all means, if you just want to lurk, you can lurk. That's fine. But uh, but we'd love to uh, to get to know you, even if it's just through the, the group. So, uh, so go over to that group and uh, instead of just reading what other people write, uh, pop in and just uh, tell us about yourself. Yep, you did a great job Thank on you. that this week. Thanks, homeboy. Was, you were right up in there doing your thing, too. I was proud. Oh, I just put little tiny pictures here and there. Yep. That hates everybody, so I didn't want to talk <laughs> 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 No, <laughs> daps, to, daps on the front lines of another war. <laughs> and that's what, that, that's what we need them for. That's right. So, we need you on this, Ridge. That's right. All right, everybody. Hey. Thank you for being here with us yet again. We hope you had a great time. Thank we, you for being a friend. Uh, and, and rest in peace, Mary Tyler Moore. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's a yep, big, yep, yep, yep. That's a big loss. Um, and if you did enjoy any of this, please do us a solid and leave us a fa- um, yeah, an, uh-huh. I, an iTunes review or a review s- somewhere similar. Come to our Facebook group. As Jason said, come to our website. 11oclockcomics.com, but just come and join us because we, we love doing this, but it only gets, it gets even better when there's a bunch of people involved like y'all. I can handle only these two for so long, you know? Wow. I, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know. I'm a joke. So, uh, join us. We love you so much. And as always, say goodnight. Playing with my little Hordak figure here. David. Good night. I'm not talking about the Hordak figure. Why not? David. Hordak's awesome. I don't have one. You don't have a Hordak? Uh, Jason's going to learn all about Hordak when he gets that Masters of the Universal Hot Movie ordered. Oh, man. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Why didn't you order it? I, I can't be adding $50 books to the order. Can't do it. She's got Google. Because really. I can't, man. <laughs> that's what, that's what we're going to go with it. Because <laughs> he's, he's got Google. He's got the Google. I got the Google all plugged in. I yeah. can I can access it. Even on my phone, dude. Google's there. All I have to do is swipe up. I can search for anything. Stop. Your You're so cute. Like you ever use your phone? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs>
I to be honest with you, I have three apps running all the time. Messages, so the family can contact me. Um, Facebook, so I can see what's going on, and Slack. That's all I run on my phone. You wouldn't know it, right? That's, you could have stopped the Facebook. It was more believable. You guys are bad. Bad, We're bad. bad to the bone. But we love you anyway. And we do. Yes. And, and we'll be back next week. Join We're bad us. because we, we want to talk to you all the times. It's true. Say bye. Hey, should we, uh, should we road trip North Carolina? A what? Instead of flying, should we, should we road trip? To, oh. to where? To Heroes. Charlotte. How long is that? Like eight hours? About that. It's not that bad, yeah. It's 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 easier than Chicago, right? Right? Yeah, well, much easier, dude. It's just fucking ninety five straight down, and probably, yeah. Then it's they didn't right, but it, no, it's because Renee and I would do it. Who's closest, uh, Vince or me? Uh, you, because you're down Jersey, right. you're just going down ninety five. But I mean, we could probably, although when I would take ninety five and go to Dad's, he, he was kind of off ninety five. Charlotte is further in. So there may be there may be an interstate out of PA that that no no I still think I, I still think we'd stay towards the western right yes what's what's going on here that was no doubt so we're gonna drive now L- listen we don't no we don't have to I'm just saying that you, oh, you I seem think to like like to drive more right I would prefer driving over anything yes. it's uh ten hours. That's not bad at all. No. And we don't we don't have to rent anything. Fuck it, I'll drive. Oh, I could drive too. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like we can have. A, I'm so story. far below my lease mileage. It's ridiculous. Humble brag. So, so I just no. It's yeah, a humble brag. It's, it's inefficient, actually. Yeah. yeah. I am. Um, I'm on the. Yeah, you're right. I'm on the twelve thousand planks. That's the least that I can do. And I don't. I do like eight thousand a year because I just. I mean, my car is essentially a, a commuting car. I just take it to the commute stop. So. So I would drive to Jason's house and then we would leave from there. Or we could do what we did with Chicago and we could drive to your place. I don't care. But Dave, David said it was easier. To yeah, we would find out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it probably would be. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. Still 12 hours for me. If it's 10. I mean, we'd have to. I mean, much like when we did with Chicago, if we're going to do this, we'd have to take more days off. I mean. Just, yeah, I'd have to put in for that. funny but it's a perfect I mean if there's a time for me to do it it, it, June is uh, perfect so alright we'll see that's one of the slowest times for me of the year so cool alright we're done everybody Um, we love you come back we'll be here say bye ladies bye